Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! Everybody. Welcome to the only podcast that poopity scoops, scoopty whoops, The Outsider's Edge. It's your boy Ray Cash, aka Rants. I'm always with my boy Carl, the King, aka. What's going on, brother? Nothing. What did you just say? Poopity poop, scoopty whoop. It's the newest, hottest thing that from Kanye West. It's the it's uh, it's the new. Was it from his interview or something? No, actually, he released a song okay. called "Lift Yourself." All right. And the whole song is a sample for like two minutes. And as the sample's heating up, he's like, I'm about to hit him with the coldest verse ever. The cold right. is coming. I'm about to kill him. And then he hits with the poopity scoop, scoopity whoop, scoopity poopity doop. It's it's hilarious. It is the funniest uh, thing in the world to me ever. I'm waiting on your thesis about Kanye. We talked about that off air. Do you want to do that? Thesis. We could talk. We could talk that because this look. So for you guys listening. Carl and I have spent 30 minutes trying to figure out what they'll talk about. The reason we spent that long is because we do not want to talk Greatest Royal Rumble anymore. We're sick of it. Yeah, tired tired of it. Over it. That glorified house show with a bunch of controversy. Done. The biggest house show in history. Yeah. Um, So, uh, I'm down for an hour and a half of Kanye talk. I don't don't want to talk about Kanye West. Oh, okay. (laughs) I just was wondering what the hell that was. And I'm, you said you you could write a thesis on him, so I'm waiting on I'm waiting on that. That's your assignment for next week. Have your thesis <laughs> ready uh, on Kanye, so we could discuss ad nauseum. Dumb. <clears throat> I'm telling you, I could write a 20 page dissertation dissertation on <laughs> Kanye West. And we'll just we'll just uh, play college dropout in the background the whole the whole podcast. The old Kanye, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the only good one. <laughs> well. If you listen, if you listen closely, he was sending us some messages, though. I'm just saying. No, um, but good. yes, we did not get on here to talk about Kanye West, unless y'all want to. Um, we got some wrestling to talk about, so we have yeah. we we got to do. We have to at least acknowledge the Greatest Royal Rumble. So, what did you think of it? Uh, I told you I gave it about three stars. Out of five, uh, out of five yeah. The whole show. The whole show. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought the a couple things I liked about it. Nobody pulled double duty. Thought that was cool. Yes. Um, the Royal Rumble. People, that's impressive. Yeah, I know. The, the Royal Rumble was was it was good. It was cool. It was all right. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um, the right winner, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Made Daniel Bryan look great. He looked great the whole time. Um, the right guy threw him out too. So like, um, I like the Royal Rumble. I think they did that part well. Um, I enjoyed the casket match, and that's, that's kind of what I told you. The last three matches on the card, which were the title, the Universal, the Casket, and the Greatest Royal Rumble, which Casket came first. But mm-hmm. anyway, I thought that really helped it because before that, I was probably sitting on like two stars. Even though Cena and Triple H had a good match, 
I didn't really care about it. You know, when that's me, I'm not invested. I don't care. And then, so, yeah. Um, and then the, everything else that happened, all the results were it's like, Oh, I, like, cause I kind of thought the way they presented it, we might see a title change or something. And, but they did give us new tag team champions, but that had to happen. They were right? vacant. Yes. So, yeah. Don't count. So, but I did like one thing I will say, I did like the ladder match, mostly the ending sequence. I thought that was really creative. So they, they, they did some good creative stuff throughout, I guess, but for so, the most part, you know. So when you say the last three matches, I would say the last five because the ladder match was, okay. was really good. Might be yeah. the best actual match of the card. Shinsuke and AJ well, were probably. really good. It's just it had a really terrible finish. And yeah, then, I didn't care for the finish. That, that, that soured me. It's kind of, sure. you know. Absolutely. And then the and then the casting match was fun. Roman and Brock was actually enjoyable, and I, I love the finish personally. And then the the greatest Royal Rumble match was, it was definitely fun. Like, like I watched it with my grandma, yeah. and we had a blast. So yeah, anyway. that that was fun, and they they spaced it. The pacing of the show overall was really good. Yeah, I have to I have to give them that. Like they paced everything really nicely. I mean, bringing people in and out of the rumble, like counting people down and stuff, it never felt tedious. Yes. So, I, I mean, I will, I will give them that. Um, but, you know, it really just kind of felt like, and I get I get it, you know, like for Saudi Arabia, they're trying to do like a, it's a test run, you know. But I actually, I really felt like they were going to run. And it, it, I hate to say this, but I felt like they were really going to like, advance more stories. I didn't think they really did that. They did it. They did a little with AJ and Nakamura. The double count out is kind of a cheap way to do it, but they did it. But it led to the uh, Q match. So yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a big yeah. progression. So that, that was a story advancement. The Roman and Brock thing, I would I mean, I don't know that it's over, but for now, put it on pause, right? So that almost felt like a definitive closing of that for now. I would argue. I would agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the Royal Rumble was really just a hey bronze art bronze the man kind of thing. Yeah. Like I mean yeah he's he's bringing the trophy out with him or whatever but so I don't know like it was like I said before and as you said before biggest house show of all time right that's basically what it was is send everybody home happy there's no way big cast was going to win that greatest royal rumble you know what I mean it was very the way they did it you know that, that's really all I can say about. It. I've been saying a lot more than I would have wanted to say, but that's that's yeah. pretty much the. It's one of those situations where we built ourselves up again. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of people were saying, well, they advertised so much, so they clearly they wanted us. Wanted it, it, it was supposed to mean something. No. If anybody does anything, you're gonna advertise it. Right. Right. They spent all that money on that show. They wanted people to watch it. That didn't mean that it was going to be WrestleMania. Right. You know? Well, I, yeah, no, I, I do. I, I just feel, you know, you get that. It's disappointing, definitely. But well, I mean, because of the way the work they put into it. And like we are so used to, like, that work they put in for us that we weren't really thinking that, you know, this is this is basically just for Saudi Arabia. I mean, I mean, we they wanted us to watch it. But that show wasn't really for, for anyone else but them. Absolutely. I mean, and so I think we were we were probably thinking in our heads, okay, well, this is for all of us, you know, it's a step for Saudi Arabia, but it's also it's for us too, you know. Yeah. And in reality, that's because they went through all the work, they made the nice stage, they made the nice 
you know, everything looked great. Brought the pyro back. Yeah, they did all. I mean, they went all out. Yeah. So, eh, that's all good though. You know, I mean, when you go from Mania to Greatest Royal Rumble three weeks later, and then now you're turning around and you've got Backlash. There's been yeah. a lot of. Whew, I'm ready for Backlash to come and go because it's very like I'm starting and, to get over. over and throw, I mean? the, throw the Superstar Shakeup in there. I know it's not a. So it's not a pay-per-view, but it's a significant it's a big deal. In the timeline. So, yeah. yeah. It's been a lot, a lot this past week. And I'm just kind of hangover a little bit. I need, need a break. I need a good three or four weeks in there. Where they, I don't know when the next pay-per-view is after Backlash. It's, but I believe it's June. Okay. And it's Money in the Bank. So, we so have, we've got a lot. we got about four or five weeks to build to that. Yeah. Um. So And that's, that's refreshing because now, like... Another match that you, uh, another another feud, I guess you could say, that was furthered by what happened at the Grizz Royal Rumble was Finn and Seth. I know they had yeah. their match Monday, but I just don't see that being the end of their quarrel. I don't either. Yeah. But that match was furthered. Well, that feud was furthered because Finn had the match won, and yeah. Seth pulled some Spider-Man, Peter Parker type stuff. He did. And, um, which was one of the greatest finishes of a, of a ladder match I've ever seen, by the way. Yeah, it was great. Um, I guess, I feel like Seth Rollins had a ricochet mask on. You know? <laughs> well, we, I mean, we got Seth Rollins can move now. I know, he's, man, yeah. he's no slouch. Like, he, he's making a case. He might, could be, he could be the best overall performer in the company right now. He, he can make a case for him. That's what I'm saying. I think you could make an argument. I don't know that I would go that far. But I think the argument is there. At the very least, he's getting closer because he's, like, on another level right now. Okay. Seth is. Well, let's do this real quick. Give me your top five in the in the, in the company. Like, performers? Like, we're just performers. talking, like, in-ring abilities? Performers, yeah. <clears throat> so, I would still say and AJ. Include the women, and you can include NXT if you want to. And two or five. Yeah. I, w- I would still say AJ Styles is the number one guy. Okay. Um, and then I would say Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, that's tough. I'll probably put Tommaso Ciampa in there. Over my order. My my order is. I, I don't I know. Have there's no. Order, I know. That I'm but, not. I'm not saying in order, but Garg- I doubt Gargano's gonna be in your top five. No, he's not. Uh, it's well, he's a better performer. Him. He's a. Well, to, a me, better heel. to me, that's why I think he's a better performer. Okay. Cause I mean, I, I know it sounds, this is going to sound weird. To me, it's more difficult to be the shithead heel or the bad guy than it is to be the good guy. Cause bad guys are more complex. Good I guys think. are, I'm the good guy. Like we get it. Everyone loves you. Like, okay. Yeah. But that's why John Cena isn't interesting anymore because. Well, Johnson <laughs> hasn't changed anything about him in like 10 years. That's true. And I like Guardian. I'm not hating on him. Um, but I'm thinking like overall package deal, like in terms of just all of it. I just think Champa's. I'm, I'm never, not arguing with you like about Champa. I just it's just shocking to me because Gargano would be in my top ten. Okay. I don't know if he'd be in my top five. Okay. So Styles, Rollins, Champa. I'm still putting Roman Reigns in there. I would. Too. And and I would probably put Samoa Joe right now. No women on your top five. Uh, I don't think so. I think Charlotte would be the closest. Um, she'd be in my top 10. I'm trying to think if there's any other, I do really like right now. I like the Iconics, but they haven't, mm, if I want to see how, I want to see 
they were great in NXT. I want to see how they've been great so far. I want to see how it carry how how that carries before I would put them there. Well, maybe we're maybe we're defining the word performance different because as much as I'm, I love Billy and Peyton, but they are average at best in the ring. Right. Well, if you're just going strictly off in ring, I mean, then that it's, it's, it's whatever you, however you want to want to put it. Right. Um. Well, and and to kind of retort to the whole heel face thing. I don't know where you're coming from with that thought process because it's much harder to be a face in my opinion, especially in this day and age where, uh, where it's, it's harder. To, people don't like nice guys. Like, right. You know, people don't like somebody being nice. So if you just, if you just come out to the ring and want to slap hands with fans, they ain't going to rock with you. Gargano well, was a baby face. Gargano. And please retort to this, but the reason Gargano was a baby face and he's such a baby face, the same with, Zane before him and Brian before them isn't because of anything they've done in the main roster. It's because of their entire story. People have followed them for 15 years. They're smaller. They shouldn't be where they're at because of their size and because of where they came from. They don't have necessarily great, the best or the traditional wrestling looks. You know, and that's what makes them baby faces. Nothing to do in the screen makes them baby faces because, if we're honest, Brian does heel stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that the ring anything in the. I would agree with you on that last point, but I, what I would say is that it's not. I'm not saying it's easy to be a babyface necessarily, as much as it's like nowadays. There's really only pretty much one type of guy who can be a babyface, and it's the underdog looking dude. Oh, and, and so, so if you look like Gargano, who's well, how tall is he? Like I don't even know, five, five eight, ten, five nine, yeah. something like that. If you look like him, or if you look like Daniel Bryan, who's five eleven. Sammy Zayn to some extent, he's taller, but he doesn't look like you said, he doesn't have this look. Then it's almost like, I'm not saying you still got to go out there and make it happen, but you have a much better chance. Like if they try to make Roman, they want Roman, like for a while they wanted Roman to be the big baby face. Right? That was, was like, that was their thing, but it's not working now. But and it's not working because the crowd has convinced themselves they don't want to like him because the company want, wants him to be in situation. Well, that's what I'm. That's it has what nothing I'm to do with though. what he's doing. In, with, it has nothing to do with what he does in the ring, on the mic, in the arena. It's strictly see, and 100 percent based yes. from backstage. But what I'm saying is, with faces, I don't feel like they have to be as creative because if you are an underdog type, you're probably going to get over. Like, that's just kind of been the way it is with the baby faces, especially guys like Zane, Brian, and Gargano are perfect examples of three guys who basically are over because they're billed as underdogs. I mean, a lot of these guys that are heels, you know, like, I would say it's difficult for a heel to get real heel heat, too. Like, if you talk about, I mean, some guys like Kevin Owens is a heel. He's been a heel forever. They love him until... He does something well, really bad okay. when he, you know, beats the shit out of Daniel Bryan or I see what you're or the same. So your point, I think, in large, I agree with that. Uh, I feel like every the whole the scale is skewed because, right. uh, yes, there is a type that fans want to see as babyface, and it feels like they'll cheer that babyface as long as they reach, as long as they meet that criteria. No matter what else they do, as long as they, it feels like that, it does. And it also feels like it's hard for heels to be real heels because fans are gonna start liking them. But the right. only, but the the major disagreement I have with that is fans don't want to be real heels. Kevin Owens doesn't want to be a real heel because if he wanted to be a real heel, he wouldn't do all the babyface moves he does. His entire moveset is a babyface. Right. 
Tommaso Ciampa's moveset literally is punch you in the face, kick you, punch you in the face, kick you. Oh yeah, like Tommaso Ciampa has the reason he's so refreshing is that he has literally done everything out of his way to say the 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 first thing that made him genius to me about what he was doing was he came out with the shirt that looked awesome and he said I ain't selling this shit because I don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Kevin, no one's got like seven shirts on on shop.com. Right. And I, I realize that I, that's yeah, not of his control, that. but you know what I'm saying? And Kevin Owens is amazing. We did the Total Package series the last time I think it was two years ago, and he was number two on our list. So right. this isn't a, a, a knock on Kevin Owens. But people nowadays, Adam Cole is the biggest offender of all of them. Adam Cole probably be your biggest baby, your biggest heel, but you can't be your biggest heel and you have a chant with the crowd. It doesn't Adam work. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now granted he's doing great work, but right. Is it heel work or is it antagonist work? Because there right. is a difference. <clears throat> no, I agree. I just, I do, I just think it's because, and the thing is, like, if you come in with, like, a guy like Adam Cole or Kevin Owens, especially, I don't know much about Tomas, Tommaso back before NXT, so I can't talk about, speak to all that shit, but like, Owens and Adam Cole, um, and some of these other guys, they come in, and people, the people that know about them, mm-hmm. you know, they automatically love them. And now that the crowd is getting more, I don't know what the right word is, but smart. decentric. Yeah, like, it was, I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of, this is where you talked about this before, like, um, the dynamic of heel and face has completely changed now, except for like a handful of guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them are just being themselves, just mm-hmm. amped up a little bit, like, there really isn't like a true heel and baby face except for just a handful of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even then with those handful, you could flip them at the drop of a hat probably if you wanted to. Braun Strowman you know? being your best example. Yeah. I mean, it didn't take hardly anything. You know, but like, like, a, like a guy like Samoa Joe right now, he's a fucking heel. But like they love – I mean, Samoa Joe is universally loved out there. No matter what, he could do no wrong right now because he's probably feuding with Roman. But you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, yeah. What has he done different as a babyface? But get Nothing. beat up. Yeah. It's yeah. the same it's the same guy. So the whole like you said, the whole dynamic has changed. I just for me personally, as someone who prefers heels because while you while you may say it's harder to beca- to get the babyface reaction, you might be right about that. A real babyface reaction, yes. Right. A genuine but, we bo- one. but we both know that both sides of that is difficult. The, the heel oh, side yeah. and the face side. Yes. But yeah, like I think that um I, I mean, I agree with your overall po- point about it being just completely changed dynamic now. You know, and I, I just, I prefer, I feel like heels are more complex. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, and I think you would find that if you go in comics, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the Joker, for instance, right? He's so fucking complex. Like, nobody, like. We we just talked, we just talked about you're going to go see Infinity War tomorrow, probably. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I've seen it. Thanos is one of the most complex villains we've ever seen because he truly thinks what he's doing is right. And if you yeah. really go down to the nitty gritty of his point, he's absolutely right how he goes about it. Killmonger, Vulture, Joker like you. Yes, they are complex layered individuals. And then Batman is, as much as my favorite superhero, guy with daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of money to buy gadgets and beat people up. As Ben Affleck said very famously, when he said, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah, I'm rich. So, 
I don't know. That's a good comment. We didn't have anything to talk about it. We changed everything real quick. I don't think much do for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. how we, yeah. Experts, professionals. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's good though. That's good. Uh, so we're going to go to some rapid fire after we do a backlash preview. Uh, but before we get there, so we can finally put a full cap end on the Graves Royal Rumble and move on and be done with it. Dog, was Titus O'Neil's fall not the greatest thing that's ever happened in wrestling? It was great. I wish they had caught it ex- as it happened. You know that what makes I mean? it better to me. That okay. makes because that shows me that it was real. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I just it I would have been great to have just seen it because like as it happened. Yeah, and I love Titus too. He's such a good sport. Like, of course, he's about to make. He's probably gonna make a ton of money off that shirt. Uh, I'm gonna buy the shirt, so it's gonna me make too. a ton of money. And so, yeah, like he's a good sport about it. I like I like the and everyone like he has the best moment of the night. At the biggest show, I mean, at this big show that they're touting, like I can just envision Vince in the background being like, "Play this again, play this again, play this again." That's what happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why they planning because Vince was laughing so hard. He's like, "You got to keep showing that." So Vince, I mean, Titus O'Neil is going to dethrone Brock Lesnar. Call him. You heard it here first. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're gonna move on from that. I don't have a. Res- I don't have a. Re- it's not often you leave me speechless. I don't have a response to that. I don't. Okay. Um. All right. Um. Titus. Titus is gonna win. Beat Brock and Apollo's gonna get jealous. Titus versus Apollo at WrestleMania 35 for the championship. <laughs> Titus worldwide. T- Titus worldwide explodes. Yeah, I like it. O'Neill Apollo Ryder Mojo. That's your marquee. <laughs> And at the end, the winner picks up Dana Brooke and puts her on her puts her on their shoulders and walks around <laughs> with her. Oh man! Um, just on a quick tangent, real quick. Uh, I don't know if you watched Ride Along, but the last Ride Along had uh, uh, Titus Apollo and Dana in it, and Dana was driving. And I love the fact that they're really friends in real life because, like, they were going from Buffalo to Cleveland, and you know Dana's from Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, so they're apparently. Dana's mom was supposed to cook a casserole. And he was like, did your mama cook that dry-ass casserole for us? And she was like, stop <laughs> talking about my mama. He was like, call your mama real quick. So he call, So they call her, and, and, you know, they're talking. He's like, I forgot her name. Let's just call him Miss Brooke, whatever it is. And she's right. like, hey, Titus, how you been? It's been a while. You know, like, they really have a relationship. And he was like, well, you know, we're driving. You know how your daughter is. Uh, So you got that dry-ass casserole in the, in the oven <laughs> or what? And she was like, don't talk about my food. It was, it, but yeah, it was, it was right along. The same one, they have, that was the same one with Braun and Alexa. Is that the same one yeah. that Braun and Alexa on it yes. as well? See, I haven't watched yes. that yet, but I, I want to. I want to go back and watch those. The whole time I'm thinking Murphy is pissed. Yeah, Murphy's not having a good, good day. He's on Brian. 205 Live, can't make weight. <laughs> like, poor guy. Losing, losing his wife. Dog. Are they married? Or are they fiancés still? They're engaged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, just, uh, he's in trouble. Yeah, probably. Because, you know, Murphy, uh, <laughs> if they don't get married soon and he doesn't get his visa set straight and stuff like that, he could be back to uh, the down, the land down under. And Braun going to get those hands, if you know what I mean. All right, man. So, backlash, right? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, Yeah. I Okay. I... I'm not super excited for the card. 
But there are some matches I'm excited about. So I'm going to start from the bottom. I always do championship matches last. Yeah. Um, so we got Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, two questions here. Yeah. Number one, with Braun, excuse me, with Braun winning the Grand Royal Rumble and the company kind of submitting that, yeah, we, we behind this dude, right? Like that, there's no, you know, you win that spot and that's it in that time, in that area with all that fanfare and all that stuff. And the company don't say, look, man, you're one of the guys. Yeah. First question is one, do you think they're priming him to become the next champ? And number two, do you think him and last year are going to feud? Okay, so yes and yes to both. Um, I just don't know how they're going to go about it because here's the thing about Braun. You bring Lashley in. Does it seem feasible for Lashley to like turn on Braun as soon as he walks in the door? I don't know. I don't, and I don't know that it's a wise idea right now with how popular Braun is to just, who kind of like organically became this guy that everyone loved. You know what I mean? Like he went from heel to face kind of without them ever having to actually like make it official. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it'd be wise to have Braun turn his back on Lashley for a feud Unless you're going to do like, um, I don't know, they lose the match, which I don't, I don't know, but let's say they were to lose the match somehow and there's an argument, whatever, and you could have that whole thing. But I don't, I do think they're going to feud at some point. I don't think they put them together randomly. Yeah, I would agree with that. But at the same time, I also kind of have a feeling that I could be wrong and say that maybe Lashley's the one that's being primed and Lashley could come in feud with Braun, get a big win over Braun, who just won the greatest Royal Rumble and all this other stuff and never gets beat, really, especially in singles matches, unless your name's Kalisto or Roman Reigns. And, yeah, I know. Right? Think about that. And uh, uh, Kalisto. <laughs> but I think that that could be the other way. There's two ways they're going here. I, I really feel like one of these two is being primed to be the next champ. I think it's Braun. Maybe that greatest Royal Rumble championship was a, uh, well, it's not you, it's Bobby Lashley, but hey, here's this pretty green belt. So to answer your question, yes and yes. I'm just not sure. Yeah, not sure how exactly. But I think Lashley is also being primed to be in that mix. So well, I think, yeah. Well, Lashley definitely is going to be a big top star. Yeah, I just I worry about Lashley already a little bit because I don't feel like he's getting much of a reaction. I think it's perfect because he doesn't need to yet because he hasn't shown his cards. Yeah, that's true. Lashley he hasn't really hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't shown his cards. I think that's by design because I think that the ultimate goal for Lashley is to be healed. Oh, I mean, I think that's the right way to go. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. We know, we know, we know Brock must farm. You know, Cena must pose and Brock must farm. You must. So on a regular basis, on a Monday through, on a month, every Monday basis, tell me right now, and don't give me this Roman Reigns bullshit. Tell me the top heel on Raw. Who's the top heel on Raw right now? If I had to, if I had to pick someone right now to be, that you would consider the top heel, I'd probably say Elias. And, I, and that's not like 
he's not really doing much, but I would say I'd probably say Elias. So the top heel and and the, other, and the only other person that you could put in that category would be gender. Yeah. So basically, your top or Baron, your top heels are mid carters. Somebody much, got yeah. to turn. Somebody yeah. got to turn. So I just feel like it's that's why Lashley hasn't done anything. Unless you think unless you think Kevin and Sammy are the top heels, which I don't know about that either. Well, they could be. You consider them that, but they're not. They're not. They might be top. They could be a part of a top act, but there yeah. has to be one singular top heel. And there isn't one right now. Um, and maybe they do split Sammy and Kevin up a little bit and have them start doing more single stuff. But I feel like there's more of a story to tell with them being a tandem. Right. Um, but anyway, one of those two guys, they're too big and they're not going to go run. They're not going to run for the tag team. I don't see them trying to do that. No. I see Lashley really turning on Braun. And the reason I see him turning on Braun is because of this. <clears throat> and this is, of course, storyline. Uh, Lashley got when Lashley got hired, his goal was was Brock, right? Yeah. Brock don't come to work. <laughs> so true. it's truth. So his Brock my, must I'm, farm. His Brock must farm. His mindset is if I'm if I'm Lashley is I, well, I got to get to Brock because I want the title. I want to be Brock. Brock is actually the main reason I resigned. Who are my biggest competition to go get Brock? Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Let yeah, me take right. one out. And Roman can't gonna, beat Brock anyway, so you know, no, I'm not really worried not about Roman. Absolutely. So let me take out Braun. How can I take out Braun when he's bigger and almost arguably bigger, stronger, and arguably faster than me? Hmm. I'm gonna become his friend. Yeah. I'm gonna take him out when he's not paying attention. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. I think it could. I, that's why I think that's the best way to go. Yeah. I just I don't think you can turn Braun back heel. Not right now. No. He's too, no. no. Hey, whatever he what he has done for himself is just, right now. You can't take that away from him. Can't sweep that out from under him. I don't can think I it'd be a good you, idea to kneecap him right now. Can I give you a hot take? Yeah. I feel like Braun is on his way to Undertaker level. You think so, huh? I mean, granted, when I say Undertaker level, I don't mean like historically. I mean like right. That spot, yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah, I'm not dude. saying he's gonna be the conscience of the company in 30 years, and you know the leader. I'm, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying right. is, you know what I mean. Like he's going to be the top big guy in the company, who's gonna be a major part of every story, every everything he's in for the next 10 years. I feel like he's on his way. Yeah, I could see that. And with that, the good thing about being in that position, the Undertaker's was very much like this. He wasn't champion that much. Because he didn't need to be. Undertaker was never really. I mean, he won. I think he won four. I believe three, four WWE championships. I four, four titles. Not, I believe not that much if you consider how long he was there. And he when was some, and he was around in the era of inflation. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, eh. so Braun at the same time you could have Braun in that position. He's gonna win a cha- He's gonna win the championship at some point. That's gonna happen. We just don't know when. But yeah, I'm with you. I could see that. Well, so we gotta pick a we gotta pick a winner. Who's gonna yeah. win? Yeah, um, I'm gonna pick Sammy and Kevin. I think the turn could go ahead and come quick. See, so so let me. So I picked I picked Brunt. I picked I've already done my picks on another show. So yeah. So I want to be consistent. I thought about picking a Sammy and Kevin because I thought the the last turn might happen here. I don't feel it's time yet. It might not be, yeah. 
We don't know when Brock's coming back, so and, that's and, and that's the that's the key. Now, there's rumors that Brock's going to work Money in the Bank because they're making they're trying to make Money in the Bank a, a a big five instead of a big four. Right. And then there's Extreme Rules between that and SummerSlam. It might be another show, but it's, I know it's for sure Extreme Rules in July. Um, but I don't feel like it happens yet. Um, so maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I'm picking Braun and Braun and Lashley here just because it just makes more sense right now. Yeah. Um. I could be wrong, but I'm so glad we finally picked something different. Well, I'm only saying one thing. One reason I would say Sammy and Kevin, and this is just don't, you know, it is what it is. It's I'm, I think my maybe it might be a little bit of not 50-50 booking per se, but more of like, a, okay, they, they got here. And so far, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens have basically just been getting beat up, and I don't feel like that's going to hold. So that's why, one, I think you can do both. You can have your heel turn. And you can have Kevin and Sammy get one over and get a but, win. But that's the only – no offense to Kevin and Sammy because they're some of the best company has to offer. Yeah. But they should not be beating Braun and Lashley. No, I, unless Lashley turns. That's the only unless way. Unless something happens. Yeah. So that, I, so that I think that will happen. So I think they'll, they'll also kill two birds with one stone. Kevin and Sammy get a big win, but it's all obviously cheap because that's what they're doing. So. Speaking of people who should not be beating people. Yeah. We got Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. Oh, I'm going to let you think which one is which. Um, <laughs> uh, so the promo this week was it wasn't bad until he brought out the midget. Yeah, and that was then stupid. And jumped the shark. Uh, so what are you thinking? What are you thinking about the feud so far? Who do you think is going to win? Well, the feud is fine. Um, I really liked when Cass first came back. They, they, they started it well. Like, he, he came back. The story here is basically Cass is playing it as he doesn't like people that are short and little. And that might be part of it. But the real story here is Cass is jealous because that's the story. Yeah. They, they got cleared on the same day. And only people talked about was Daniel Bryan. That's his real motivation here. So he wants sure. to take out Daniel Bryan. Sure. And, and we all kind of thought maybe he might be aligned with the Miz in some way. It doesn't seem to be the case. He's kind of doing it on his own. So I think the story is good. I think the promo he cut on Miz TV was really good. Excellent. I was very proud of that. Proud of him. I thought it was a really good promo. Um, like you said, this this segment this week, that was uh, it got cringy. You know, once you start doing that stuff, that that reminded me of like 1997. Bret Hart just left. DX brings out the midget Bret Hart to make fun of him in the middle of the ring, like. Just stuff. It's just like, uh, like I don't think we should. You know, this to me, this is kind of worse, really, because at least those guys were were like huge. And Big Cass is kind of trying to find his way. And you kind of, I hate using this term, but you kind of cut him off at the knees a little bit because you made him say all this dumb shit, you know. Yep. And it would have been better if he didn't even beat up the midget. I thought, like, if you're gonna use that, he shouldn't have beat him up because no. like he was making fun of him. You he know, had like to beat him up. He had to just, beat him up. The whole thing is just. He had to beat him up because he's he's he's, a, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be a dick, a condescending yeah. dick. He had to beat him up. And I also didn't like the fact that Daniel Bryan wasn't there this week. And the reason why I say that is because Bryan really hasn't got yeah he hasn't. One thing I like about feuds, and this is a short feud because of the way it's been between Mania and Backlash and all that. It's kind of a short. It's been kind of condensed into three weeks basically, mm-hmm. but. Cass has gotten over Brian pretty much every time. 
So he jumped him in the he jumped him in the back. He jumped him in the in the in the match. Um, I can't remember the match now, but he that tag team match I think it, it was. It was Rusev Day versus him and uh, Styles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, so was, jumped, that was what that was the first it, yeah. one, and yeah. then the next week it was jumping him in the back on Ms. TV before and, yeah, Ms. TV and the promo. Yeah, and this week Brian's not there due to a chest infection or whatever. So Brian hasn't won. Brian's just been doing nothing. So I kind of feel like I think Daniel Brown's going to win the match. But I'd be surprised the, if Cass won. I really would. Does Brian have to do anything? No, he, he does. Let me, let me ask he you. Let me, ask, let me let me explain that question. Let me explain that question. In this feud, there's a known commodity and there's an unknown commodity. Yeah. Okay. Brian is the most known commodity in the company almost to this point. Right. We know who he is. We know what he's about. We know his kid. We know his wife. We know his parents. We know where he's from. We know what he believes in. His chance. We can probably tell you what he ate for dinner. We know about Daniel Bryan. The truth. We don't know. What Big Cass is. The one thing we knew about Big Cass was, and I forgive, forgive the pun, was that he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. That's the one thing we have been taught for two years. And it's funny, but it's the truth. So now Cass is trying to add all these extra layers. That um, one, that, you know, the, the jealousy about him coming back on the same day, which is true, and Brian, this and that, which turned into, well, you're smaller than me. So one, why do people care about you more than me? And then on top of that, you're smaller. Then it's turning into I'm from New York, so I'm automatically better than you because I'm from New York. All these extra layers, right. right? Brian doesn't have to do anything in this feud because Cass has jumped him. Cass has downed him. Cass has taken away his big moment. Royal Rumble. Yeah. There's nothing Brian needs to do in the build up to this. I don't think. Cass maybe, is the one maybe who has not, to prove but it. the problem is. I feel like he, you just got this guy back. I'm not saying you overuse him in the ring. I'm not saying you make him wrestle every week. I don't want him to do that. Yeah. But you just you just got him back. Like even if he comes, even if he like comes out there to, to try and fight off Cass and doesn't get the better of him, I, I just feel like you want to use him because like right yeah, now with him, especially with him being the way he is, and everyone loves him. The fans, I think fans are probably paying money to see Daniel Bryan on SmackDown Live. So make you know him pay. I mean? Make him pay. Make him pay for the paper. Well, they did pay, and he wasn't there. Well, he was there. He Slash was in the dark his, match. That's what I'm saying. He, well, he wasn't there. He might have wrestled wink. a dark match or something afterwards. Wink, I don't know. Wink, wink. He, no, he didn't just wrestle a dark match. He wrestled Shinsuke Nakamura in the dark match. Oh, yeah. They had to wait for 205 Live. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, like, they got their money's worth, if you stayed. But they got their money's worth. But <laughs> so, what, this is, what, what this is telling me is that this is not a one-off feud. This ain't going to end Sunday. We got more to go. That's what this is telling me. Because, well, that, to your maybe. point, if this was going to be a one-off, Brian would have been involved more. But he's not. That tells me that there's more to the story, which is why I think you said you think Brian's winning. Big Cass going to win this match. They I'd have to build They have to build Cass to be legit. Right? We know Brian can beat every single person in this company sans Brock, and maybe he can, but uh, Brock is Brock. Right. But he can beat everybody in this company, not only in reality, because he's a legitimate MMA dude, but right. in kayfabe because he's, he's beat everybody. Yeah. Right. If he hasn't beat everybody, he's come very close to beating everybody. So we know that. Right. Cass is the one got to prove this. Cass, the, the onus of everything in this situation is on Colin Cassidy right now. 
So if you beat him in this spot after he's gotten over and over and over and over, you kind of, to use your phrase, cutting him down at the knees. Here's the problem with that, though. Is he just going to beat him clean? I wouldn't say it's good. So, okay. Because so, if he doesn't beat him clean, then it's still not legitimate because he's well, seven feet tall. And Daniel Bryan's a midget. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's a heel, and nobody cares about that when he's heel. <clears throat> I, right? I understand that, but because I, like, I feel story, like if you're trying to present him as legitimate, like actually legitimate, then I don't think him cheating to beat a guy that's half his size okay. is really like the best way to go about that. It's the package. It's the it's the package. He has to believe it's legitimate, right? Because sure. And because so – he already does believe he's legitimate, though. He says it every time he comes out there. I'm yes, but I'm he, but he, but he has no proof. Okay, let me flip it. The Iconics and Oscar. Mm-hmm. We know with in, in no world, maybe maybe in Earth twenty three sixteen, they can beat Oscar. But there's no way in, the, in any of the other ones. But right. they beat her. They pin they they pin Becky and they have a victory over Oscar. So yeah. they will say that until they have no breath in their body. So yeah, they while they believe they're legitimate, even if we all know you didn't beat her, you cannot take away from them. They have a victory over Oscar. Right. That's true. Yeah. So the di- so with Cass, the difference is we're talking a lot about a lot longer about Cass than I thought we would. Um, well, I mean, it's it's interesting. A lot of people don't want to talk about Cass because they're ready to write him off already yes. because he's this and he's that. So, you know what? Fuck that. We can defend him. We can talk about him. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, yeah, that's what we're here. That's what, that's what we do here. Yes. We, we defend people everyone hates. So. <laughs> <laughs> shit is, people everyone loves. Is that who we've become? I guess so. Well, no, it's we're not who we've become. We've been doing this for like six years, so it's who we've always been. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, go ahead. Um, the, the thing with Cass is, a lot of that jealousy doesn't just stem from the fact that he's he wasn't loved like Brian was. Doesn't just stem from the fact that Brian, but a lot of it stems from not only just that Brian is smaller, but Brian's better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So now, granted, I do think Cass will have a not a dominant victory, but a fairly clean victory. Not a squash, okay. but like a clean victory. Like he ain't like he ain't gonna hit him in the head with no chair and no shit like that. But you know. Right. Um. But. Then when he comes out and he says, I beat Daniel Bryan, nobody can say anything to him. You have to boo because you know what? He kind of did. But Bryan will definitely get his comeuppance in some form or fashion because he always does. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, his his character is tailor made for that anyway. But that's why I think, like, once again, it goes back to how fast are they moving? Right. Like if this is a if this is a quick moving thing, if this is a one off, which you don't think it is, I don't know if it is. If it isn't one off, you would suspect Daniel Bryan wins, obviously. And if it's not, you would have to say Cass is going to win. I'm just going to go and I'm just going to I'm going to stick with it. I'll say Daniel Bryan still wins, and that's that's it. I don't know that I don't, Cass losing to Daniel Bryan is one thing, but it's not the end necessarily. You know, I mean, he could move on, he could move down, he could move whatever. But but if he moves down, then the question would be, why the fuck would you put him in that position anyway? That's true. Too. You could you could have just you could have just uh you could have brought him back. To wrestle anybody lower on the card, you could have done right. it with Jeff Hardy. You could have done someone. You could have done with somebody lower than that. Ty Dillinger. It could be. You could have done anything. You yeah. know. But you put him against your mo- your biggest babyface in the company. For I, I will definitely say that he should win the match. If I had to say this is who should win, who needs to win. Yeah. You know, there there's a, a specific columnist that I, that I know I like to write that kind of thing. Who should and will. 
I mean, Cash should win a match. So I'll say that much at least. You know, a lot of people don't want to hear that because they want Daniel Bryan to be doing other stuff. But you know, that is what it is. You know, that if if it was up to fans, Daniel Bryan would beat Thanos. So, <laughs> um, so before we get to the championship match, so we have one more grudge match, if you would say. And I think, besides the Nakamura AJ match, it's the most interesting match on the card. We have Samoan Joe versus Samoa Joe. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk about in this match. But the first question is this. Do you think there will be any ramifications of what happens in this match afterwards? Or do you think... in is, we know it's a one-off. Like, they're not going to see each other again until the next pay-per-view. Right. Right? But do you think anything that happens in this match will be lasting? Or is it really just going to be, hey, pin, submit, whatever it is. Hey, I'll see you later. What do you mean by lasting? Like, between those two? Or just, well, like, as far as, like, how it carries over for them going forward on each yeah, show? How how it, how it goes. Because we've made the joke that Roman is conspiracy theory Roman, which is probably turning into emo Roman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just start coming out to like um, Evanescence. Yeah, Evanescence. Yes. yes. <laughs> with the with the guy liner on, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would pop for that. I got to lie, but anyways, um, I do think I'm just gonna go ahead and give my prediction to the match because they kind of explain what I think. You know, well, is gonna happen. I think Samoa Joe's gonna win. Okay. Um, you gonna choke him out? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think he's going to put the big dog to sleep. Nobody puts the big dog to sleep. Come on now. Wow. It's a big dog. You, By the way, for those listening, uh, Carr just got paid $50 by Vince for saying that. <laughs> I did. Just what you, just That's what right. You that. Yeah. <laughs> so, the big dog must sleep, pal. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Cena must pose. Brock yeah. must farm. Big dog must sleep. That's right. So, what I think is going to happen, I think... I do think Joe cut that promo on AJ on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I do think they're headed that direction immediately with Joe. But I think it's the right thing to do. Mm. I think Joe is good. I think Joe is going to be up there in that WWE Championship scene immediately. And the reason why I say that is because before he left, anyway, he was already kind of in the Universal Championship scene. I don't think it's a that much of a leap to bring him over to the show that doesn't have Brock Lesnar. Who we almost beat. Yeah. And now, this, I mean, he can go in there and get after Styles, and we know they can put on a damn good match. He can go out there and get after Nakamura if Nakamura were to win the title. History of both so, guys, actually. Very extensive history of both guys. So, I think that works. I think that's with Joe. I think that's where it's headed with Joe, provided my predictions correct and he wins. Roman, honestly, do I, 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 I think there is going to be – I'm trying to give WWE the benefit of the doubt on this one. I think there will be some lasting effects of this loss if he loses because I think at some point he's going through this like this losing streak, so to speak. Can't beat Brock. Can't really beat anybody else. He got the win in the tag match on Monday, but that – it's not like he pinned him. You know, he, he speared gender and that was it. I mean, whoop de doo But – so Roman is kind of, he's going through like, like we said earlier, this emo thing. But I feel like there's definitely, Roman still believes that he's this, that, and the other, right? I'm, I'm the universal champ. You're looking at the universal champ. I'm this, I'm that, and the other. But he still can't beat anybody. 
And so yeah. the idea of like him still believing that and then feuding with other people who are like, dude, Shut you up. can't be Brock. You can't yeah. be some old Joe. You can't do nothing. Like, you know what I mean? It, like, so I feel like there's a way to kind of work that in. And so I think that's where they're going to go with that. But I could be wrong. It could be back to tater tots and suffering succotash the next week. I don't know. Don't, please I don't, don't do that. This, I'm this, just ain't, this ain't the show. <laughs> this ain't the show. I, but I don't know that they'll necessarily do anything, you know, because like we said with what happened at WrestleMania last year when he beat Undertaker and we thought the next night we were like, oh, shit, this is my yard. The crowd's saying all kinds of stuff. And then the next week he's back out and he's just kind of like, I've got a lot of respect for the Undertaker. I never thought he was healed. I just I thought it was neither, ball, but I, just, I thought it was ballsy of, for, of them to let him just play with the crowd. Right. No, yeah. I agree with that. I just you, anytime you think they're going to do something, they kind of maybe dangle it out there. They usually don't. So I wouldn't get like my hopes up. If you're one of those people who thinks that this is going to change everything, I wouldn't get my hopes up. But I think there's a better chance now than than there has been because of the way his hair is going through this. Like, I'm the dog's my heart yet. Nobody. So that's my thoughts on that. Go ahead. I spoke a lot. Go ahead. For the record, we both agree on Samoa Joe. And I do think Samoa Joe will choke him out because that's feel like I asked the question for a specific reason. I feel like Roman is going on a journey. Okay. And I don't want to call it a road to redemption because I am not, I, I hate, there's like so many wrestling cliches I hate. And one of them is, well, Johnson's going to turn heel. This is not going to happen. So I hate to continue this whole, well, Roman's going to turn heel. This, I'm, I'm not going to continue to keep predicting it. But I can see them finally moving towards it. And here's why. I'm not saying he's going to turn heel. But I can see this road leading to him snapping. Right. Because for the first time since Roman's been the top guy, they have another person who can lead the company from from a top guy interest perspective. Not just babyface, interest perspective, right? And yes, I realize all the people are going to be screaming that Brian, 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 Brian is the most injury prone wrestler of all time. <laughs> so, so no disrespect to Brian because Brian is always in the equation, but you can't, he can't be the quotient. Ooh, right. That was deep. <laughs> or the product if you multiply and go divide it. Yes. Um, but, and AJ is already a known entity. So yeah, right. he's, he's, he's a big deal, but he's not, their deal he is there you know what I'm saying but Braun Strowman has gotten so big got so popular and with while in hindsight we can say with the genius move of pairing this dude with a 10 year old child <laughs> you know no oh, yeah he's over with everybody right all Absolutely. they gotta do is start selling merch and he he's gonna start selling more merch because he's getting more merch that's the key that's the first the first key right and he's got him a little catchphrase he got a catchphrase that gets yeah. over. Yes. So now for the first time since then, and, and then I'd argue, uh, Seth is in the best position he's been since Roman's been a top guy, right? Yeah. Like, like, sure. The pieces around him are better and different. So with that being said, you can finally entertain the option of doing some interesting stuff with Roman. Okay. Sure. And the difference between Roman being entertained as a heel and Cena being entertained as a heel is because the 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 
the crux of the character of John Cena the wrestler is I am inherently good. That's the, sure. that's the that's the yeah. the crux of his character. So I, it's understandable for him to go so long and not turn heel because of what he represents to children, right? Roman Reigns, the crux of his character is I need to be successful. Right. That's been the crux of his character. The reason he joined the Shield was because they wanted to make an impact. After they broke up, him and Dean said, "I, right, you go after Dean, I'm going to go after Randy, but while I'm going after Randy, I'm going to get the title first. Right? Yeah. Ever since then, he's been fighting grudges, but he puts his grudges to the side to get the title. That's the crux of who he is as a character. I want to get, I want, I need to be successful because I have a bloodline to live up to. Yokozuna, Afra and Sika, Rikishi, The Rock, all these people. So I can see him turning kill at the end of this journey. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna predict it because I don't want to be stupid. I say all this (laughs) to say that. I say all that to say this. I feel like this match is going to have so many more ramifications after the, after this match because I feel like this is going to be the match that sends Roman into a a bit of a stupor. And I feel like this is going to send Joe into a bit of an incline. But I don't think Joe's going to challenge for the championship. I feel like that was a misnomer. I feel like Joe, high take number two, Joe will be the winner of your 2018 Money in the Bank ladder match. Okay. I can see that as well. So that's where I see this going. And and I say that because Shinsuke got to win the match, as far as I'm concerned. And we ain't got there yet, but Shinsuke <laughs> got to win. Right? He got to. So it's a qualification. Right. He literally can start the match and kick him in the dick. Like, he has to win. <laughs> uh, I can't see Uber Hill Nakamura versus Uber Hill Joe as the top angle on SmackDown. I just can't see it. Sure. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I guess you would have to think they're gonna keep running with AJ then. We can, we can talk about that. We'll just we'll save that. We can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, but that's where I'm at. So okay, we'll yeah, Joe. that's fair. So we're on the same page that we both think Joe's gonna win. But so far, it's the only match we agree on. Yes, which is that? very pleasant, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I feel like for the first time in Roman's career as the top guy, they can just focus on telling a story. They don't have to. Yeah. He don't have to be tried. To, he don't have to be fit into some some hole or some peg or fill a quota. You know, he can just go out there and tell a good story, which is what has ultimately helped Seth and brought him back to prominence, because they kept trying to fill quotas with Seth. You know, right? You turn on the shield, so you got to be that guy, and then you know, then then Orton left, so you got to feud Orton, and then now you got to be Smarky. And smarmy and all this and champion and you lose the title you got to come back and you have to don't forget though you got to go back and you got to get your relation like he had to continue to do all this stuff and then when he was able to make up with Dean he could just be Seth again right which helped him tremendously so but yeah okay so the next match is uh I think this is a match from 2004 uh the <laughs> WWE US Championship between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Yeah. Oh, you want my thoughts? I mean, that's kind of the point of the show. Don't really have any. All right. So the next um, match is the... <laughs> give me a prediction at least. Uh, I'll, I'll give a like a little small thought, I guess, just because I don't know. I don't like 
Randy Orton is so fucking over, like not maybe not in the United States that much anymore, but definitely everywhere else. He had one of the biggest pops of the night of Royal Rumble, if you recall. Um, but God, I'm I just Randy Orton, face Randy Orton just gets on my damn nerves. Me and me and Jeff, we're cool. We're cool. Okay, Randy, great. I don't care about this match. I, I don't. I, I mean, it's no offense to either one. I'm sure they'll put on a fine match, but it won't be as good as what they did ten years ago. Because Jeff's basically like a board these days. He can still move a little bit, but he's, you know, Randy's as good as he ever was, in my opinion. But, yeah. uh, you know. Um, he doesn't care, though. Yeah, I think uh, Jeff Hardy wins the match. That's my only thought. I, As my old friend Caleb might say, I wish I had more to say, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, the difference is Caleb said that for every single thing. <laughs> um. So Jeff's going to win because they, he, I just don't see no way they give the belt back to Randy. But I do think that two things of uh, note will happen. And it might be an either or. It might not be both. But I do believe that Orton, this is going to lead to Orton turning heel. Good. And Yeah, because that, that's a heel Orton is a good Orton. And most notably... Andrade Cien Almas is going to debut, I believe, in attacking him after the match. What about Shelton Benjamin? He falls in here somewhere, too, because he has the win over Randy from the week prior. and He came out in the middle of their little argument to run his mouth, so they don't just write him off, right? Does he, though? Well, no, but I mean, they don't. I don't think they just write him off completely. He's got to get... But don't they, though? <laughs> Maybe... May I mean I'd be okay with it because once again I could care less about the three of these guys in any kind of feud of 2018. You just to be clear, you have to remember that there is a legacy on the SmackDown brand to always and forever make random ass tag matches. This is what the brand's legacy will forever be. <laughs> so, so 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 Sheldon had to come out because they had to have four people. Yeah. Eh, maybe, but I mean, maybe, maybe Sheldon will. I don't know. Maybe Sheldon will get a match with them on the next Tuesday with Hardy because he could say, "Look, I beat Randy. You got your match. You beat Randy at Backlash. It's my turn." Maybe that'll be the end of it. I, I just, don't know. I, this, this, this. I just, I say Andrade's debuting because of this. There's a reason that they are not allowing that that they're pushing off. They're holding off. There's a reason, right? And I would be sure. really, truly, genuinely annoyed if they hold off on his debut. Just to pull the MVP on him and debut against a nobody, right? Like you know, you're holding you're you're. If you wanted him to start beating jobbers or lesser guys, he could have came the first night. You know, yeah, but, he's got to jump into the water doing something. Of not, can't just yeah. be, I mean, that would really would be pointless to hold off. I agree with that, but at the same time, they're holding off on sanity too. And is Sanity going to come in and jump, jump jump into something immediately, or are they going to start beating up jobbers too? It's very these two that ha, they haven't debuted, so it's very interesting to kind of see what their what the plans are with those two. But I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'd be perfectly fine with that, even though Andrade wrestles circles around Jeff Hardy. I think Andrade Randy Orton would be a much much better match, personally. Yeah, but Andrade's Andrade's. So I I, I know I don't believe necessarily in in genuine heels or faces anymore but they definitely try to pit a protagonist against an antagonist in some form or fashion yeah um and i feel like there's 
Jeff Hardy is more interesting at this point. Maybe not in the ring, but as a as a character. Yeah. He's a million times worse than Randy Orton is right now. Well, if they just let Randy Orton do his MAGA character that he really is in real life, he could just tell Andrade to send him over the wall and we got a feud. Everyone would hate it, but we got a feud. Rand- Randy West, Kanye Orton. <laughs> um, but no, I just, and then I think, I think it would behoove Andr- Andrade's character to attack a guy like Jeff. Because Andrade's character is, I'm better than you. And not like, uh, not like Del-, Del Rio, I'm better than you, but. Like I'm better than you, but yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> did you? <laughs> so JJ uh, Williams from the Wrestling Observer newsletter tweeted out a tweet that says somebody in my mentions. Uh, they they just said that uh, Andrade Cienomas is the Mexican version of Alberto Del Rio, and he's it is LOL. <laughs> Do you know who actually wrote that tweet? I have no idea. Caleb M. Baldwin. <laughs> Perfect. I think I do remember seeing that now. I think I do remember seeing him tweet that out before. That's hilarious, yes. Okay. Uh, oh, interesting match here. David W. Intercontinental Championship between Seth Rollins and The Miz. So, please, please, please. You're, you're a Miz... I can't call you a Miz fan because there is a Miz fan. Right. But you're, yes, you're, are you a Mizniak? I'm a... Sure. You're we definitely can, a Mizniak. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a Mizmark. A Mizmark. Okay, sure. That? I don't like that, but yeah. it'll work. It's you're the you're the one. But <laughs> right. please, God, tell me he's not going to win this match. Because, no, he's not going to. Okay, because yeah. dog, if he goes if after all this, he gets back and holds that damn mid card title again. Come on, bro. Like, eventually see, you got to push him up. The, that's the thing. That, so this is this is the thing about this, and I, I thought it was very interesting that Miz TV this week was centered around the United States Championship. And I'm just, and I, in my head, I'm like, motherfucker, don't do it. Yeah. Do not do it. Reading too, reading too much into that. They just, they had to sell a match with, with that's, no, that. No. That's fair. Cause I love Miz the shit stirrer. I'm down. And, you know, and I'm, Miz I'm can't build his match with Seth because Seth can't come to SmackDown. Right. So I, well, no, I don't think Seth's losing that title. Uh, Miz is, there's no reason for it. Because the, uh, then SmackDown would have both United States and Intercontinental Championship. They'll basically have so, another World Championship. Yeah, exactly. So, no, um, I just, but I'm very, I don't know what their plan is with Miz. I'm very interested in that because the Daniel Bryan thing seems to be on hold to as some it should degree, be, as it should be. Yeah, no, I agree. So they've got to work around that because they're on the same show. You know what I mean? Daniel Bryan's going to show up eventually one of these days and punch the Miz in the face. So far, the first week, Miz didn't show up. The second week, Daniel Bryan got beat up in the back. Can't get punched week, in the face if you're not there. Yeah, right. And this <laughs> week, Daniel Bryan wasn't there. So this is the third week in a row. They're going to be at the same pay-per-view having matches, but they won't do that because the pay-per-views don't, you know, they might, but I don't think that'll have any effect on anything. So, this would be the fourth SmackDown that Miz will have been officially a member of the roster. If they, they got to keep getting creative, so because people are itching for that, you know, and they know it, we know it. So I think that they've got to do something to entertain the Miz because they got the thing with Daniel Bryan. If that continues with Big Cass, you know what I mean. Yeah, but there's so a I'm lot. I'm just kind of, of what they're going to do with them is. It's just like, is he just kind of floating right now? I, 
I think so. Well, and and this is the time where you want people to float because uh, money in the bank's coming up. So you you can excuse yeah. the floating because you're building to a major multi-man match. But I feel like Miz can kind of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody he could feud with. Uh, but you know, I I guess what I'm trying to say is. I feel like you have to push this to their first encounter in the ring as a match being SummerSlam. Right. At the earliest. Um, you have to. I just, I mean, I'm sure that they can be involved, you know, but you, I think you would have to push it to SummerSlam. Um, at least their first match. Because a match of that magnitude with this much build behind it, I would be disappointed. And it's different to Roman Cena, because Roman Cena was Roman Cena had no real discernible build. It was top guy versus top guy. Talk shit about you. Talk shit about me. Hey, let's wrestle. Let's wrestle. There was no backstory. They had never had rumors of issues in the back. Cena had never been the guy to say, "I don't want somebody to to take my." Like there was no real heat there, right? Right. That's why it was so weird for them to talk so much about them, and that's why it felt so manufactured. Because what they were saying were real things, but they never had a reason to say them before. <laughs> right. You know? You're right, yeah. Right? So this isn't Rock Cena where Cena had real heat with The Rock and talked trash about The Rock for years just to get him back. This was not that. Miz and, Miz and Brian have real life heat that translated into real wrestling heat. On top of that, they have a story where the entirety of, of Brian's career is based around Miz. Brian started as Miz's rookie. Miz was Brian's. Brian was Miz's feud, first feud. Brian won his first championship for Miz. Like they have so much history. So you, can, I just don't feel like you can run that at Extreme Rules. Well, see, I actually have because we can talk about these two guys right now. Like you talked about how you thought Samoa Joe was going to win the Money in the Bank. Yes. Right. I don't think. I think their first encounter might be at SummerSlam, but I don't think it's going to be the. The, the 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 encounter. I think I right now, as of right now, the way things are playing out, he may not even be in the match. We don't know. I think the Miz is going to win Money in the Bank, which he's won it before. I understand. No, but because it's more I, crutches, I, I, I could, man, God, dog, what? It's more crutches. Just let the man be him. Like a no, I, I, I agree. I agree. That's see, I, I'm I could, just, in general, I'm just tired. I could I could see them. Running the idea of Daniel Bryan, if she, like for instance, Shinsei Nakamura might win the title. Mm-hmm. I could see they had, they just did a dark match with Daniel Bryan and Nakamura. A lot of times when they run dark matches, sometimes it's to test the wheels on, on a, a match, potential That's match. A real dream match, yeah. So I think there's the possibility of a SummerSlam Daniel Bryan Nakamura world title match with Ooh. a Miz cash in. After Daniel Bryan wins the title, Ooh, to just take that moment away. I just thought about something. What's that? Money in the Bank of Chicago. Is it? Yeah. You run Bryan versus Nakamura in Chicago. You could do that, yeah. As your main event. Yeah. You could you could run it, but my whole thing is I could see them doing Miz wins Money in the Bank, Bryan wins the title later that night. Miz cashes in, and then all of a sudden at SummerSlam, or even, or if it's a different whatever, all of a sudden you got, you still got Daniel Bryan, the Miz, at SummerSlam for the for the World Championship. 
Yeah, you know. you, you, I can see that, and it, that could happen very well. I'm, I'm just, re- I'm really tired of them harboring the Miz with the crutch, and right. whether that be a mid card title he has to prop up that they're not giving any, uh, any any time or shine to, whether that's a uh, a uh, 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 a gimmick prop like Money in the Bank. That he has or, to la- or lackeys like or, Mr. Raj. You just been, you took it out of my mouth or extra lackeys that he has. Can you just let the Miz be the Miz? I, for for once, he has worked I don't know. so hard <laughs> to prove to this to this company and more importantly all these fans that he is worthy of being in that spot. I agree. give him an opportunity, and I don't care if you got to give him mid card feuds and let him build back up. That's fine because he's proven that he'll do that. But don't. Don't harbor him with another crutch. I agree. That's that's what I want to see. Now, to your point, I always said I personally would like to see, even if you run them feuding for a couple of months, whatever. I would like to see Miz some kind of way win the championship, going into Mania, and defend it, and Brian win the Rumble. And I say that because if Brian wins the Rumble, then all everybody can shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? He got he finally got it. He's gonna go on a mania, he'll beat Miz, he'll every every single bird that has been over his head in the in the fan's head, it'll be gone. And we can move on. Ties up all the loose ends. Every so single to speak. one. Yes, yeah. we can move on. That's what I want to see happen. But I don't you know we've done all this, we haven't said one word about Seth Rollins. Well, because Seth is Seth. I think he's just going to go back and either get back to the Finn Balor thing or another contender. I don't. I mean, I don't really see. I think. I think they Seth's were in a good place right now. They amazing could, place. You could see potentially. You know, I know Dean Ambrose is close. I don't know if he's clear, but I know he's close. So there's Jason that. Jordan is ready. Jason Jordan is yeah. So, and they both of those guys have history with Seth. You know, recent, very recent history. So yeah, but man, I'd be well. No, I would. I was gonna say I'd be bummed if Ambrose comes back just a few with them again. But we we are we're well overdue for Ambrose Hill turn. Agreed. Um, even though I like my shield to be family, but you know, <laughs> um, but I think they rerun Seth in in Chicago. We, one thing we have to we have to acknowledge this. When WWE runs Chicago five times a year for a reason. Right? Oh yeah, because they, they know, know what they're, they're getting when they go there. Yes, that's their that's their best crowd. So, and with All In being in Chicago in September, I know they're going to be game to say, "All right, we're going to give you something to live up to." Right. So imagine a a Brian Nakamura World Title match, a Seth Finn match with a hell run a ladder match. What not? You know. Just between or, those two. Just between those two, because I don't That's, take them. They don't do singles ladder matches very much anymore. One on one ladder matches. It's been forever. I can't even. I, I don't even. I'm sure someone could probably a historian could go back and tell me, but I don't personally remember on a live television WWE event mm-hmm. the last time they had a one on one ladder match. It'll have to have probably been at TLC recently, but the last one that I can remember, and we're talking main roster. Right. The last one off the top of my head that I can remember is uh, Rollins Ambrose at Money in the Bank in the TLC match. Okay. And that was a couple years oh, ago. Oh, so it's been a while. 
But I, that but, those two are very capable of putting on a tremendous one-on-one ladder match for the Intercontinental title. But here's the thing about that match. The only way you can run that match is if if if, if Finn becomes a demon. Yeah, Finn has to win it. No, no. Finn has become the demon. Oh, okay. Well, I also feel like like the thing about ladder matches sometimes is there's always, like, for titles especially, they don't do it as much anymore. But in the beginning, the way they did the very first ladder match that was run at WrestleMania 10 was perfect. You know, because Sean never really lost the belt. And Razor well, had lost while Sean was though. gone. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So he never really lost it. And then Razor won it, right, mm-hmm. while Ma- Michaels was gone. And they had the two belts hanging. Mm-hmm. You know, so in a lot of ways, sometimes when it, co- it seems like when it comes down to singles matches, for the ladder match especially, there needs to be a reason for it. Like, you can't just – I don't know if you could just sure. have a ladder match. You know, so they got to figure out a way to have that to make that work too. I'm not saying it has to be a ladder match. I just said it was that was available for I would love to see it. it. I would but love to see that. I feel like the blow-off happens, blow happens, but I feel like you have to run the demon because that's the that's the last part of the chapter because it started with the demon. Finn, right. Finn beat him as the demon when Seth broke his, broke his shoulder. Right. So that's the fine. That's the end of the of the finality of that pairing. But I also think, and this is just me speculating as a fan, fantasy booking, if you will. I don't know if Finn needs to turn heel because he's he sells too much merch and stuff like that. But I think it'd be an interesting dynamic of that demon persona. Um, did you see Thor Ragnarok? Did you see what? Thor Ragnarok. Yes. You know how, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, people listening, you know how uh, Banner took over Hulk for like two years. Yeah. And there's always that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde uh, dichotomy of that inner, darker persona taking over, right? Yeah. It's never had that. It's always been a very, very, very separate, I pull it out when I need it. I think it'd be interesting if the demon because finn isn't hasn't been very victorious in big matches starts to creep out and start to take over more of his personality which starts right. to make him darker yeah well the the you're gonna have to that would have to be because right now finn is the happiest irishman in the world yeah. so they definitely have to got to start working on that if they're going to do something if they were to do something like that you have to get the wheels in motion because <laughs> he right now he is like the happiest dude on the planet. Yeah, so not, and it would never happen because that would mean that they'd be creative. Would have to be creative, but <laughs> ooh, I'm joking. I don't hate y'all like everybody else does. All right, SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't imagine we'll have a lot to say about this match, but Carmella, World Champ versus Charlotte. What you think? <laughs> That's how I feel. I I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they had Carmella carry around this briefcase for almost a year for her to win the title and lose it back two weeks later. Didn't they though? I mean, you think so? I I don't put it past them. I don't think I think Carmella's gonna win. I don't have any thoughts because now she's aligned herself up with the Iconics. And I don't know that they're aligned. I just feel like they have they have similar interests. Yeah, common interests, yeah. Yeah, like I don't think they're a super group now, you know. No, no, I don't think they're like a stable. Yeah. I think she's she's got them in her back pocket, so to speak, you know. I so I wouldn't even go that far. I just think that all three of them hate the same three people. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know with Charlotte. That's the thing. I don't the women's division, once again, 
Like every time I think I got got the women's division figured out, I don't. So, but I think I think Charlotte could be away from the title for a minute, but. I don't know where Carmella goes next. Maybe Becky Lynch. Oscar. Well, fuck. Like that is gonna. Carmella's gonna. That's where the screw jobs are gonna have to start happening because Carmella's gonna die. <laughs> she might. I really like Carmella, so I, I'm hoping she keeps the title for a couple of minutes at least. I do too. But <clears> if <throat> you guys thought that the Miz was honky tonk man of 2018, 17, 16. Carmella is about to have the most dusty finishes, fake finishes. She's going to hire people that look like her. She's going to do every trick in the book to keep this title for as long as she can. She I is, agree. I'm telling you, bro. She is going to be it's I'm it's, it's going to be it's going like I feel like they can re, they're going to rerun like her title reign with the Benny yeah. Hinn theme song. <laughs> because it's going to be so much ridiculousness. Cuz God bless her. She's an amazing character. She's an amazing talent. She's great on the mic. She's beautiful. But when it comes to in that ring stuff, dog, like I've taken one bump in my life and I might be able to grapple her. <laughs> you know? So, and that's, that's no diss because she's good at her job. That's all that matters. She doesn't need to be good in the ring, really. Right now, no. I mean, I would hope for her to get to pro- progress. Sure. We got to remember she's only been wrestling for three, four years, but nonetheless, she's good at her job. Her job right That's now, part of the reason I like her heat. so much. Yeah. Because her promo work right now to tremendous. me tremendous. is it's yeah, it's perfect. And like especially not this week, but the week before where she was made him run the video package a second time. Like just the whole like everything she does is perfect. And she's got that fucking laugh you just wanna ooh, like every time she starts laughing about like I beat Charlotte. I want to thank me. I'm the champ. <laughs> like, I just like, yeah. oh, like you want to like, Ugh. so yeah, man, Carmella's great. I don't think they'll, and Charlotte doesn't need the title. Charlotte, and, Charlotte. And I have, I know that's your girl. And I think she's the best in the business. I, mean, I love Charlotte. And I, I, I truly do think she's the best in the business, but I have some Charlotte fatigue right now. Like I could use a break for Charlotte. That's fair. Yeah, I could, I could yeah, that's fine. And that's and there's lots for her to do. I mean, you can find stuff for her to do. I not, need this Charlotte Becky Lynch feud in my life with Becky Lynch's heel. I need that. I need that. It's gonna be tough because Becky Lynch is like Diamond Dallas Page. She's got the taped up ribs. She shouldn't have the taped up ribs. You know what I mean? Like, just... <laughs> DDP did turn eventually. He did. He did. You're so, yeah, trying But I do think Carmella will retain. That's my official prediction on that. Mine too. By the way, Don't know how yet, but looking forward to seeing how. Well, but okay. So notice we both said Carmella will retain. That don't mean she got to win the match. No, I'm not saying. She, so okay. So I think she's gonna lose the match by count out or something. Something stupid. It's gonna be something ridiculous. I think she needs to lose it in a manner to where Charlotte doesn't get a real rematch. So like if it's like a hooker by crook, we're like you know Charlotte just. Or Carmella just hits her with a chair, or Billy and Peyton come out and fuck things up. Well, eh. remember, Paige don't get rematches though. Nah, okay, yeah. But I do think I do again booking for Chicago. I do think they run Carmella versus Oscar. <laughs> God bless her. She needs to hire every. Remember, <laughs> you remember WrestleMania 25 when Cena came out to the ring with all the fake Cenas and like M and M's. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna. She needs to get about twenty thousand of them fake Carmellas. 
fake Carmelas and just yeah, fake princesses from Staten Island. <laughs> so basically, Liv Morgan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, Charlotte will win the match, but Carmella will remain your okay. WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay. So we have one more match to talk about for the main event. I guarantee you, this will take us about thirty seconds. Oh, Nia, okay. Nia Alexa. Oh, that's on the card. Yes. I didn't honestly. I didn't even know that. Um, Nia wins. All right. So anyway, the main event. Well, do you know what? No, no. I no. I do want to say one thing. I have something to say too, but I was. Just and I, you, I don't know how you feel about it, but this moment of bliss stuff. Everyone think all of a sudden. I want to remind everyone about something real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before WrestleMania, mm-hmm. when Alexa was doing the whole fat shaming stuff, mm-hmm. if y'all recall, it was this is cringeworthy. I can't believe they're doing this, running this. She's saying all these things. Now all of a sudden, she's doing the moment of bliss, which is basically the same thing. I'm so glad you brought this up. And all I'm of a sudden, so glad. oh, it's fine. This is hilarious. This is great. No, it's all cringy, boys. Like it's all oh. cringy. The moment of bliss stuff is. Oh, you might like it. I think so... it's terrible. So like you have like every like you've invigorated my body with like some energy right now. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought this up. You're wrong. I'm of course. I'm telling you. Course. But I'm actually gonna make I'm gonna actually make a point that you're gonna have to agree with. I don't think so. The difference <laughs> the difference between Alexa before and Alexa now is this is Alexa faking it. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, of course. Right. So it was cringy before because she was saying real things about her. That was really mean and hurtful. She, the, this week she talked about her holding two turkey legs in her mouth and making fun of her because she couldn't sit in a teacup. It's yeah. not real. It's just stupid stuff, but she's finding reasons to feel like, so, okay. To make herself look like a victim. Yes. So, you know, you know, you know, you know me better than anybody because you're like real life one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, to me, Nothing in wrestling matters more than the story. I don't care if you can wrestle a 17-star match. If you don't have a story, then it doesn't matter. Everything matters about the story. The story was so beautifully told because you have uh, the, I guess you could call uh, a mean girl who's who's stunningly gorgeous but had a best friend who was not normal, right? And the best friend, just all she wanted was her friendship. But the other girl, the mean girl, used her, dropped her, Made fun of her. Mean girl had to get the comeuppance, right? The beauty of the change after the mean girl got the comeuppance and became the, 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 the top lady in the business or in the, in the group, right? Or in the school, if we're talking, if we're equated to school, is she's still, the, the mean girl's still a bully, but the mean girl has to get the attention back on her. So how you right. get the attention? Oh, well, she's bullying me. And she's been bullying me the whole time. Y'all <laughs> right. think she was nice, but she's been right. me the whole time. I was really the victim. You just heard a couple of things. It's so genius. And the things she's saying aren't anything real. Alexa's five foot nothing. Yes, right. of course you're going to ask, can she ride the ride? You know, <laughs> but like it. So it's so. And then her her conviction is hilarious. Oh, yeah. She does it. She plays it very well. She's but here's a couple of things. Yes. I want to make I want to make one point that you made about Charlotte. I will make about Alexa. I've got Alexa Bliss fatigue, first of all. Okay. And part of that is because I get that this is this is who Alexa is. She's the mean girl of the school. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just kind of over it now. Like <laughs> I'm just not really interested in it that much anymore. And that's, you know, it's not her fault, but like once again, this 
we wanted Nia to kill Alexa at Mania. We we're she like, that should happen. And she did. Yeah. She has to actually murder her this time. She will. Like, I feel like, I feel like if, like, we need to, like, Alexa has to go away. Doesn't have to go away, but she needs to, like, be gone for a little while. Like, go do something else. Like, out of this title scene, out, somewhere else, doing this something else. I don't care who she foods, but I just don't, I just don't care for these moment of bliss things. They're, I mean, they're, they're funny. Yeah. But it's, it's just, huh. I don't know. I can't. I can only listen to so much of it. You know what I mean? I just, I just, I feel like it's a genius way to continue their story because even going back to um, when they were on commentary a couple weeks ago, and and Alexa wouldn't come out to commentary because she was scared right. of Nia. Like, right? It's, it's just, it's, it, it's a wonderful way to tell the story where the dynamics are different because even though Alexa's beautiful and Nia, Nia, I think is more beautiful than Alexa personally, but size, the size difference, right? Right. Yeah. You would uh, you normally you would think the bigger person would be the, the bully. But in this right. case, she's the one being the, the victim. Right. So can, so to add to that story and to give Alexa some real heat, because just so imagine this. Naya squashes Alexa, literally not like figurative, not like wrestling wise, but like she dropped her, she She's more dropped it from the second rope. She squashed it for real. Yeah. Um, she squashes Alexa based for the championship, right? They're going to have a rematch. If Alexa wasn't pulling this, you think Alexa can really come out in the ring and, and continue the same rhetoric she was continuing before when she was champ after Nia no. beat the shit out of her? So <clears throat> this is a really creative way to continue to keep heat on Alexa because everybody knows Alexa's doing this just to, to get attention and to try to defame the name of Nia. So now Alexa keeps heat. She don't have to wrestle because she had the breast implant augmentation surgery. And Naya continues to get the comeuppance, right? Naya, you saw what happened in Montreal. That's not a, that's not a city I would expect her to get cheered in. And right. she came out there and got cheered. Yeah, I, I mean, it's fine. I just, here's the other thing, though. I don't, I don't, once again, I don't buy into the whole, like, Alexa has to have a rematch. Because. It's raw. They all have rematches. It's raw. It's the, Huh? It's raw. They all have rematches. Right, but it's just, it's so, like, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, though. Like, even for, I mean, just, who I don't like that inconsistency. Who hasn't got a rematch on Raw except for Finn? Uh, Kevin Owens never got his rematch for the Universal title. Because he fought Goldberg. This has been a little different. But, hey, this is, we're supposed to be consistent, right? Okay, no, okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's, That's just a problem, like, I don't like this, this idea you. of, like, when it's convenient to have a rematch, we have you. one. I get you. You know? But, but, but hold on. So two people out of years didn't get a rematch, and there's a problem. Oh well, Finn Balor hasn't gotten a rematch. That's the other person. I don't think he never lost. Yeah, that's the other person, Finn, and 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 there are legitimate, understandable reasons why they didn't get rematches. But those two are the only two on this Raw brand who haven't got rematches in the past four years, and it's a fuss. Well, technically, Goldberg didn't get a rematch for the Universal Title. Goldberg don't wrestle no more. I know, but I'm just saying. I was sort of just throw that out there. Technically, he's owed a rematch. If he decides to come back one day and doesn't get a rematch for the Universal Title, I'm gonna make sure you know about it. Please do. Let me know. And more important, let me know if Goldberg decides to wrestle again. I just say like we talk about consistency a lot on this show, what? and yeah, uh, no, 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 no. You don't get to walk away from it now. I'm not we walking talk away from it. But, but 398 out of out of 400 times ain't consistent. Hey. But they do it on SmackDown, too, and I don't care if they're separate brands. It's still the WWE, and there's no, no but, like – they make it seem as if the rematch is what has always been. 
right? And then all of a sudden, on one brand, it's not. And then on one brand, it is. Okay. Like, what is that? Like, that's to me, like, and they never really, like, make it a thing. They just do it whenever. And they don't ever explain it off. They're just like, okay, this, that's it. Like, I mean, I don't like loose ends. Like, I feel like we need to know why this wasn't given. But there were loose you know ends, I mean? and then there's explaining stuff that don't need to be explained. But I disagree like, with that. Like, I don't like – Finn Balor – that, to me, is the perfect example because – you can say, okay, he was hurt and things have changed, but whoop-de-doo. Just give him his rematch. If he wants his rematch, you should give it to him, even if it means he wants to fight Brock Lesnar. Like, if he dies, he dies, as they might say in Rocky IV. Like, that, it is what it is. Like, I just feel like if the man never lost the belt, he should have – at this point, it's been what? How long has it been? Like, two years almost since that match, since SummerSlam, when he won it and had to give it's, it up the next time? A year and a half? This SummerSlam will be two years. Yeah, like – what are we waiting on? That's a problem. And I, I just don't like, and I'm sorry. I know you, you don't, I'm looking at your face right now. If y'all can see his face, he hates me, but I just don't. In what reality, other than just like, Oh, Alexa gets a rematch because we give rematches out. But then sometimes we also don't give rematches out. But it's like, not not sometimes a, Carl has been twice in four years. I bet you, we might be able to go back and find something that, else. That, I don't that, have it. That, that you talk about, I got homework. That's your homework. <clears throat> Okay, that's why I won't do it, but just so you know. But but all I'm saying is like complain about something that has a legit complaint about. Like if, you, if you're gonna complain about something, that I did. About, I, I complained. I just complained about the cringy ass segments, moment of bliss that they do that no, I don't no, no, like. No, I, no, I know. But what the the totality of the statement was the the totality of the statement was. I don't see how when you talk about consistency. Sometimes consistency isn't perfect. It's not a hundred percent, but it's it's by and large overwhelmingly consistent. 90- but here's the other thing, though. Like, and this is another thing I can say about this. And this doesn't even have to do with getting rematches. This is guys like, for instance, Roman Reigns is a great example of this. Uh-huh. He got his ass handed to him at WrestleMania, uh-huh. and then they're like, you know what? You get to do it again. Why? There's well, no reason for that. There's no can reason you, he can gets a rematch. Okay, can I ask you a question? Sure. When you watch when you watch Raw, do you actually watch Raw? Or do you watch the Hulu? Do I watch what? When you watch Raw, do you actually watch the full three hour show on USA, or do you watch it on Hulu? No, I watch the full show. You do. And do you pay attention? I, do you listen to every single thing that they say? And that's always I again? always watch the promos. I don't. I skip through on matches sometimes. Okay. Depends because, on what it is. Because the story about Roman getting a rematch is that Brock asked for that rematch. Right. That's what they say. But I mean, like. I don't remember that. I don't. Did, I don't remember that. It was I think said. Paul Heyman said that he requested it or whatever. But yeah, it's been said again, a couple of like, times. That's fucking stupid. Why? Like is it's it stupid? just it's stupid. It's a it's a cheap why? way to just have this match. How is there's it cheap? no like he like why would Brock honestly want the rematch? Because Brock hates Brooklyn. And then the but he, I know but he cra- just cracked the skull and left him laying. He had no re- like what else is there to prove? Okay. Why would you want a rematch? You know what I mean? Like, why would, that want, to why, me would you, is, why would you want to do anything in wrestling? Well, I get that, but if you've already proven it, what is else? Why? Like, there's just like for that specific instance, it's just to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know what I mean? I just, I'm fine with it happening. It's just one of those things where it's like that's another example of something where it's like, ah, oh, I'm geez, he wants to prove he can beat me one more time. We already know he can. He busts you completely the fuck open in the middle of the ring. I feel like what you're doing right now 
is you are eating a bag of chips. And okay. when you get to the end of the bag of chips and you see the little broken up parts, you're complaining that those little broken up parts aren't big chips. You are no, scratching just... the bottom of the barrel to find something to complain. Not complain. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. But to find something to have an issue with when, by and large, the entire rest of the package overwhelmingly makes sense. But you found in, in terms of the title reigns, two title reigns that didn't get rematches. And then it's a conversation. And then the Roman thing, I guess you could, that, I guess that's a real, that's, that's real. I, that's fair. I get the, the Roman and Brock. I, I can understand that. That's real. But it's the title match, title match is not a problem because on the Raw brand, it's consistently forever. Everybody gets a rematch except for two people. One didn't get a rematch because he was hurt for a year. Other person didn't get a rematch because the guy who won the title left. Well, yeah, well, kind of, because Goldberg did defend it once. He just never gave a rematch to Owens because Owens went on to do the thing with Jericho. That's all that and is. And Owens came out and said, "I want my, I want my title back." But right now, I got to, I got to take care of Jericho. Right, I get that too. Owens is back now, right? Time for the rematch. Owens on Raw now. Where's that Universal title rematch at? Just saying. <laughs> My head hurts. Just saying. My head hurts. So now, you know, I mean, you could, I could carry this over. We could do this. We could go around and around. And that's fine. I just, I don't give a shit about this match, first of all. Yeah. Because I'm done with it. I'm ready. We've been talking about this more than anything. Not even talking about this match, really. Well, you had to go and talk about the most ridiculous thing we talked about all night. So thank you. Well, hey, man. Everybody say thank you, Carl. Well, at one point, your words were, Alexa, gotta get her rematch. So I'm like, hey, hold on a damn second. She don't got to get nothing because I've seen it happen where they don't get the rematches. That's okay. it. All I'm going to say about it. All right. Nia wins, and hopefully this is Alexa does something else. I hope, Nia gets another, I hope Alexa gets another rematch just to piss you off. She probably will. They'll explain it somehow. Nia requested. <laughs> she wasn't done beating up the five-foot nothing Alexa Bliss. Oh, my God. Who would have thought that that was the thing that got us hot? Nia and Alexa. <laughs> All right. Main event, uh, WWE Championship, no disqualification. Yeah. So, yeah. AKA, kicking in the dick is legal. Um, AJ Styles defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. This got to be it, right? At least, this got to be the time change, right? You'd think so. So, if Shinsuke don't win here, there's no way you can run it again. No, that would be the end of it. It, it would have to be. Right? Um, yeah. But at the same time, Shinsuke continues to crack AJ in the jewels. AJ got to be ready this time, right? So is AJ got to be wearing a cup, a loaded cup. Yeah, I mean he's got to be ready, right? Like how many times could you get hit in the gonads? Does does he want to not spawn little Republicans anymore? Is he just trying? Is that how he's going to get himself? You know, this all being able to have kids. This all I know. You kicked me in. You hit me in the balls one time. I'm not going to let you do it again. You get me twice is a problem with me. He didn't make right. the balls like ten times. So either he <laughs> either he has an affinity for it, right? Or Mr. Styles ain't very smart. Smart, thinking. yeah. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that AJ's character is ever shown to be like a genius. He's like a genius in the ring, maybe. It's, so you're saying so you're saying he's he's a savant. So you he's a, so you're calling him the Forrest Gump of wrestling? Is that what you're saying? I mean, he's from I mean, 
In fairness, my in name style, is Style. Right? My name is AJ. AJ Styles. <laughs> I mean, well, think about it. Like, okay, so what was his main focus with the John Cena feud? Beat up John Cena. He sounds like he sounds like the the dude who gets drunk at the bar and just wants to fight someone. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Oh and man, from, we're gonna get Georgia. Jumped. If we ever show our faces around wrestling fans, we're gonna get jumped. I know, I, I know, it's bad. Oh. We're just, we're just, we're just, you know, we're just being funny. But seriously, Mama told me, Mama told me things were like a phenomenal forearm. <laughs> you never know how high you're gonna fly. <laughs> I'm telling you. So this match, no disqualification, calls for it. Shinsuke keeps hitting him in the balls, but I feel like they don't turn Nakamura Hill and do all this for AJ to win, right? The story like just, has to end with Shinsuke winning. I would think yes. And so that that's why I think maybe you move from here, you know, they get one more match out of it, maybe, you know, because AJ got to have his rematch, or does he? I don't know. It's a SmackDown brand. It's different. Paige don't give rematches now. I don't well, know. Well, thank anyway. you for listening, everybody. That's our show. Uh, <laughs> oh, my so, God. Yeah, I'm with you though. Like they can't run it again if Shinsuke loses, and they put all this work and all this silliness into Shinsuke hitting people with the balls and Shinsuke. hitting hitting everyone with Kinshasa, Pinchasas rather, right. and then no speaking English and all that stuff. Like he changes music and just get a new shirt and everything. Yeah, yeah, it I think really hard uh, on, on repackaging my man. So it wouldn't surprise me to see AJ win and then they move to like Samoa Joe, but I don't think so. I think Shinsuke's gonna win the title. I think um, it's the right time. They got to make the move now, which is because they already they didn't do it last year with gender, and everyone thought that was going to happen. You, me, we were all like, "Yeah, Shinsuke's winning the title yeah, on gender," which, which, even though we and we thought at the time it was like he better because he ain't done shit else. But now they finally got. I mean, they managed to work with it. They managed to get everything going when he won the rumble, and then the match with with AJ. So. Lost the match with AJ, but they managed to kind of work it finally back in his favor. So I think now's the time to strike. But we, once again, we thought there was a time when they should have struck with him before. We thought there was a time when they should have struck with Braun Strowman. So who knows what they're really thinking? It's Road Dog. Don't do that. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It's Jesse. It's Jesse James. We don't, that's not what we do at this on the show. Okay. <laughs> hey. Are you earlier? You said <laughs> WWE creative, right? being creative. So I'm talking oh. about the writers, not the head writers. Okay. No, but seriously, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think Shinsuke is going to win it. I don't know who would be his challenger after AJ. I would assume maybe Daniel Bryan because they're running that on the dark match. Chicago, but, bro, I'm telling you, Bryan versus yeah. Nakamura in Chicago will kill. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So, what are your thoughts? Oh, so Shinsuke got to win. He has to win. Well, to be clear, they could run it again because they did it with Brock and Roman. They could run it again. AJ is tired of this, and he wants to prove once and for all that he doesn't have to beat Shinsuke Nakamura just because he's wearing a loaded cup. He can beat him without it, and that's he requested this match. But go ahead. Sorry, I had to. One more time. I had to throw that in there. I have no response. Go ahead. <laughs> Who would have thought... Who would have thought that title rematches was what would end the Outsider's Edge? Wow, that's what it took. It's over, yeah. <laughs> the boy, the band is breaking up. <laughs> no, she's got to win. Um, 
And quite frankly, Shinsuke is the most interesting person in the WWE right now, main roster. Hmm. I would argue. Because what he's doing. <clears throat> so when I watch both the shows, um, he's probably the number one guy who I'm like, oh man, what's he gonna do tonight? You know? Yeah. Um, so and he's killing it right now. The way he systematically destroyed the club last week was a thing of beauty. Yeah. You know? And even this week, <laughs> I I like how he, he he did like a a Japanese version of what Austin does when Austin talks his trash. Shinsuke got oh, on the yeah. ground and looked him dead in the eyes. He was like, "Look at me!" He was saying something to him. I don't know yeah. what he was. I couldn't read it. I couldn't read what he was saying. But I just feel like there's there's creatively so many things you could do with Shinsuke Nakamura as your champion. This Shinsuke Nakamura. Um. <clears throat> yeah, he has to win. But uh, but the question does does go where does AJ go and I mean uh, AJ Joe feud with Joe as the, as Money in the Bank champ. Money in the I'd bank like champ. to see AJ and Miz. That'd be a feud I'd like to watch. If okay, if you run AJ and Miz, what do you do with Joe? Yeah, good question. Well, that's I'd a good like question. to see AJ Miz. And remember, Miz was probably Miz was AJ's actual first actual legitimate first feud. Yeah. Yeah, it was a small one, tiny kind of feud. He, but yeah, he, he knocked his tooth out, so it was yeah, he did. I remember that. So that's that's the thing. There's like it's like there's like this set of five, six right now. Is it six? Jeff Hardy, baby. Oh, fuck Jeff Hardy. Like there's like this there's a set of five with Joe, Miz, Shinsuke, um, AJ, and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You're not gonna include. And, you're not gonna include the immortal Colin Cassidy. N- nope. So there's this set of five, and I feel like they're the five that you, that the show is kind of going to be centered around. Sure. For the for the time being, and you got to find a way to kind of rotate them in that main title scene. I think, unless they leave Miz on the back burner, which they could do. I don't know. So we talked about that earlier. So yeah, man. Yeah. Um. And here's here's the funny thing. There's not a lot to talk about when it comes to this match, but this is the most intriguing. And that's very oh, yeah. rare when that's the case, because normally when you have the most intriguing match, there's a million things to talk about it. This one, just going to win. It's not a whole lot to talk about, but from a watching standpoint, the intrigue is huge because we we don't know what they're gonna do. So, but that, between this match and Joe and Roman, that's my pay per view for the most part. And Kaz and Bryant, I think for me. <sighs> I mean, the match I'll wa- I'm gonna watch the match obviously, but I don't have. As much intrigue, I guess, in that specific match because one, I'm not not huge on Cass and Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan. He's gonna get his in the end, so it's just kind of whatever. But like, I feel like in terms of like the matches that'll really be good, Joan Roman, Shinsuke, and um, AJ. So what you're telling me is you're not checking for Nia Alexa the rematch. <laughs> is that what you're telling? Me? To, yeah, you know it. <laughs> I when they pulled his five and seventeen star, you know five point four three star match on y'all. Don't say nothing. Just as long as they run it again, brother. <laughs> as long as they run it one more time. So you so you know I'm theming these shows, right? I'm, I'm when I run when I uh put the put the um the the title. This will be the run it again episode. <laughs> I like it. That's a good idea. Yeah. 
So uh, before we get out of here, y'all, normally we uh, leave y'all with uh, some fire that we have some fire, some fire that we have to spit. Yeah. This week we ain't had. And all the fire that I had to spew, Carl brought out in the backlash preview. So what we're going to do <laughs> is hit you. That's with, right, boys. <laughs> we're going to hit you with a lightning round of sorts. So we have. Uh, I got that heat. So we got five topics that are interesting to us that they're not huge things to talk about, but kind of want to run through them real quick and just, you know, give your opinions and see where we stand. Um, so first and foremost, uh, I don't know if you, you saw this, but John Cena just signed a deal with The Rock and Seven Bucks Productions to star in The Rock's production of The Jetson Directive. And that's a that's one that's the dude who wrote that book is supposed to be like one of the best uh, writers in the, his genre, crime fighting or something. I don't know. Right. I don't read. Never never read it, so I don't Me know. Neither. But nonetheless, it is potentially a huge movie, right? And a huge role. Not to forget that Cena starring in Bumblebee coming out soon, right? Cena's supposed to be in another. Um, ensemble cartoon movie coming up soon john cena hollywood y'all uh he is and i mentioned to you before we got on the air i think this is the catalyst for cena to say all right y'all look i love wrestling but i see y'all wrestlemania and SummerSlam." <laughs> you know yeah uh what you think man um maybe i do think that john cena is gonna get one more world championship run before it's over. Even if it's a, a month or two, I think John Cena is going to break that Ric Flair record he and get to. that one more title reign. He has to. So I agree with you overall. Like you said, you think this is kind of the catalyst for it. And that's as far as I would go to. I'm not going to say that like, this is the movie where he's like, now I'm doing this. Cause I think he's got one more title run in him, but Yes, I would agree. I think John Cena is about to be Hollywood. Um, maybe he'll be Hollywood John Cena and spray paint the WWE yeah. championship like Hollywood Rock and, start, and, yeah. and come out with a big Mark a big Celtic belt buckle <laughs> that'd be great. or or <laughs> love it. or a big Patriot belt buckle instead of a Bumble. So and instead of wearing oh, yeah. instead of wearing George or khakis, he'll, he'll wear like skinny jeans. Oh my god, that'd be great! <laughs> like one of those really thin ties. Oh no, like the, real, the real thin no, ties. No, I hate those. Yeah, I oh do too. my god, um, can you see John Cena wrestling in jeggings? I would die. <laughs> um, okay. Um, nextly, Keith Lee, who might yeah. be—I mean, Matt Riddle's the best guy in Indy, but Keith Lee might be number two. Um, yeah. an amazing dude, huge guy, and flies like he's a cruiserweight. Uh, From what limited I have seen of him, yes, that I, sounds pretty accurate. I've seen I've seen him live a couple times. Right. Uh, in fact, the first time I saw him, he was booked at Road Relative Wrestling, the promotion here in Houston, Booker T promotion. Mm -hmm. I never yeah. heard of him. I had never heard of the dude. This was about a couple years ago, probably. And I saw him come out, and I'm I'm complete. I'm being completely candid here. I'm, I'm of course, I'm, I just want to give you my stream of consciousness. I'm I'm pulling the Kanye West. Um. <laughs> Yes, numerous Kanye West references in this podcast. Uh, but I saw him, I was like, what? who is this fat dude trying to wrestle? Like, what is he doing? 
And, bro, when I tell you he did a dive to the outside and I thought he was about to kill the guy. And at the end of that match, and, you know, his uh, his catchphrase is basking my glory. At the end of the match, I was basking that man's glory. That man is tremendous. <laughs> he won me over that night. And what he's about to do in NXT is, oh, oh, man, like, he's he might not make the splash Adam Cole made, of, like, uh, like initially. Because Adam Cole is tailor-made for WWE. But Keith, Lee, but Keith Lee gonna kill it. Keith Lee gonna kill it. Well, I gotta give you credit because you are one of the people. You, I heard of him first from you, and you've been touting him for a while. So that's, I mean, if any, I mean, I don't know how often you say it online or in a column or on a, in a tweet, but I know personally you and I talking, or even like we may have even talked about it on one of the uh, the SMCs before. Yeah, Keith Lee's kind of been your guy for a while, yep. so I believe you. If you say he's on his way, then he's probably on his way. Just because the simple fact that it seems to be that trajectory yep. seems to be exactly that. We had, so we'll just have to see. We had a draft we did with all the shows on Social Suplex, and mm-hmm. we drafted Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And mind you, just to give you an idea of people who weren't drafted, Minoru Suzuki was not drafted, but we drafted Keith Lee. Yeah, That's, That's huge. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, for the record, our first two picks were Tetsuya Naito and Roman Reigns. So, <laughs> That's speaking true. of Tetsuya Naito, we have some New Japan stuff to talk about. Yeah, first, Woo. right? First, we get <laughs> backlash gets an hour. New Japan hey, y'all listen, minutes. y'all listen to how fast I talk about this. <laughs> um, so rumors are that Jericho is supposed to make an appearance at one of the shows coming up and is supposed to wrestle because you know he. After um, after Wrestle Kingdom, he ran he in after- at New Year's Dash and attacked Naito. Right? Yeah. Um, I remember that. Yes. Well, he's been saying he ain't going to go back. They couldn't come to a deal. But the rumor is that he's supposed to set, uh, do an angle to set up a match with Naito at Dominion. Okay. Uh, what you think, man? Because, you know, Jericho. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to see that happen. That's going to be great. All right. Let's talk about the next topic. <laughs> No, for real. That's cool. Uh, I like that Jericho <laughs> is who Jericho is. You know what I mean? Like he, uh, he, he's got a good relationship with Vince. So the door's always open to come back and do stuff there. He showed up at number 50 and, and Saudi. And, and then he's moving back over to JPW. Jericho at this point, you know, and I'm fine with that. I think it's good for, 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 although he's packed on some pounds now. Boy, when I saw him at the Rumble, I was like, what you been eating? He's living like a rock star, bro, that rock star. Yeah, man. he is. He is. So that's that's cool, though. Um, the, the only they, did it, that, they did set that up, so, I mean, it's good trying the if they could get only, it into do it. The only problem, the only problem is that while Naito is still over as hell, they missed the mark. Naito should have won the championship. And I will, yes, I'm going to go to my grave. Say, bro, let me see Okada in the streets. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's on, it's on site. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was joking. I was joking. Oh, joking. God. But no, on site. It's on site, bro. I'm riding for Naito and LIJ. Okay? That's on fair. Time. That's, I, I know. I know you are. Um, oh, God. Uh, so two major shows are coming up. First, we have uh, the Cow Palace show. Well, no, let's say it for last. All in, right? Yeah. 
uh, tickets go on May, sell May 13th. So I can't, I can't go. Well, yeah, you, yeah, I know that you weren't, you weren't going go anyway. I, I would like to, cause a couple reasons. One, I like Chicago. I've been there just once and I enjoyed it when I was there. Uh, and two, I just kind of want to see what all the, all the hullabaloo is about. However, it's on September 1st and that is my daughter's birthday. So I will not be there. So hold on. I will be at home. So all I heard from that was you like Chicago. So you, you <laughs> like Chicago and you'll go to Chicago, but you won't even come to Houston to see your boy. Well, who said I liked Houston? You don't like Houston. <laughs> but you right. like Chicago. And I do. with all respect to the big homie Simon Cotton, Chicago ain't Houston, big dog. No, it's not. I'm not going to either place, though, so it doesn't matter. This it's kind true. of irrelevant. And in this fairness, I have been down there and hung out with you. That's fair, but it, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> Yes, it was. I'm a grown ass man. No, I, I mean, go do what I mean is, you had to pick me up because I had your tickets. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I could have just gotten my ticket and left your ass. <laughs> what gonna happen? What gonna no, happen? It's... Not only did I have your tickets, but I had the hotel information in my name, so it you know. That's protects true. Me. I sleep in my car, man. <laughs> Straight country boy. Find a truck stop shower. I'm good. Um, and, and the show uh, New Japan's running in the Cow Palace, uh, which is a very very historical uh, arena in San Francisco. Old as hell, but like everything happened back then. Tickets are already on sale, but you know they only sold thirty seven hundred out of ten thousand, and they're a little disappointed because I'm sure they expected more. But when is the show supposed to take place? In July, June or July. Okay. So months so months or so away. Um, the only problem with that is, and I realize they're tremendously different companies, so you can't compare them the same. But the only problem with that is, New Japan never advertises matches ahead of time. Like, right. Like if when WWE sells, say if they're selling a show in Houston in September, October, they're gonna say. Well, Braun Strowman's gonna wrestle the Roman Reigns at the show. Right. Car subject to change. Something sure. to give you an idea, right? Of, of who, what, how. Yeah. yeah. New Japan, hey, we got a show. And then, like, two weeks before the show, they'll, they'll start building the card. Well, see, I think what they're kind of trying to do, I guess, is like, well, I just had a thought and kind of lost it. But, like, they're, the way they do it, it's kind of weird because I think they're thinking that the interest in New Japan coming to the United States was going to be enough to get people to come. You know what I mean? Because they've just kind of started breaking into the United States and doing some stuff over in California. And so they know that people in the States who watch it don't get a chance to see it live because it's always in Japan. So I think maybe the idea in their head was, oh, this will sell 10,000. Like it's nothing because the interest is going to be there. Well, because we're never over here. Here's here's the interesting. Similar thing. to WWE being in Saudi Arabia, you know what I mean? Like, sure. But here's well, WWE's king, number one. Oh yeah, here's, sure. But, but the, just, yeah. the interesting thing about that is this: uh, when they came to Long Beach two years ago, yeah, or last year, last mm-hmm. year, last year, they sold so fast that people were saying they were stupid for not running a bigger venue. Right. This year, they ran a bigger venue. 45,000 and they sold so fast because they were stupid to run a bigger venue. They get a bigger venue, they're not selling out. 
that right. goes to show you that the new and new japan is the second biggest second biggest and second best company in the world an amazing wrestling company but this is america it's a completely different it's a completely different experience a completely different city country everything right yeah so while wrestling fans know those guys are they going to sell 10,000 seats which is in turn why the all in show could be so important because if all in sells out that day 10,000 people but new japan don't sell out that says a lot because we don't know the car for all in either no, we just know who's going to be there. Yeah, but it's New Japan. You know who's going to be at a New Japan show. Naito. Right, exactly. Okada, yeah. Tanahashi. See, I'll give Suzuki. one thing that All In is doing that New Japan isn't doing. Even though it's we know who's going to be there, they at least at the – and I know it's not that big of a deal, so I'm not trying to like reach for the stars here. Just like, But think about like something that at least they're playing around. It's like who's going to be the next person to get booked for All In, right? We don't know. That is, fun, and like, yeah. and like Flip Gordon, for instance, has been trying to get booked, and they're even play they play off that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've been playing off that. Like Chelsea Green got booked recently, and she made T-shirts that book said "Book B for Flip." Yeah, so I mean, they're like playing off some of those things and making it fun for everyone to kind of see who's going to be next. Yes, you know? but also I feel like I think New Japan takes itself so seriously. Oh, true. That's the thing. Completely you know agree. what I mean? Completely agree. And some of these other guys, like Cody, doesn't take himself so seriously. And the Young Bucks don't take themselves so seriously. Like, And I yeah. think that helps them to some degree. Can't, so I guess it's like hot take number seven, I guess. <laughs> I feel like the, the, the amazing the thing, about, the thing about All In is All In is the wrestling version of Woodstock. And what I mean by that is that Woodstock was not a corporately funded show. Right, Woodstock was not run by a your 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 standard promoter or a music company. Woodstock was literally a show by a guy who loved music and wanted to have a show for the people. Right. And what what all what is so interesting and ultimately what I think is so not only daunting but drawing about All In is there is no company behind it. They're literally booking whoever they want to book who isn't contractually obligated, who can't be there. And they're doing it on their own dime. They're paying for it out of their own pocket. They're paying everybody out of their own pocket. All of this. Mm-hmm. Right? So I feel like people will want to support that more than just another New Japan show or just another WWE show or another Ring of Honor right. show. This show can change the business. So my question to you then. Yeah. Because the next time we talk is going to be right before the next time we do a pod, at least is going to be right before the tickets for All In go on sale. I, well, look, okay, I'm, I'm putting it like this: Would I normally buy a ticket under my, under my own volition? Well, I mean, you know, I I, I, I can't buy a ticket right now. But, uh, I would be interested in going. My interest isn't WrestleMania level or WWE level, but I'd be interested in going. But you know what would really interest me in going is if we could pod. If we go Starcast and pod. Oh yeah, that but would here's, but here, make me want. That would make me say, "Hell yeah, I want to go." I want to ask you this, and I, I don't want to. If you want to save it for next week, that's fine. But I don't really see the point. Okay. Do you think they're going to sell out quick? Yeah. Or do you think they're going to sell out at all? Who? That was fa- that was that was tough. They'll I think, all in. I, all in. Yes. Think they will sell out. You think they'll sell out? I think that all the tickets that will be available for the first day will go. But but no 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 venue ever sells all the ticket all the tickets the first day. 
Right. They sell them in, in groups, right? Sure. So I do think that May 13th, everything going to go that they got. Okay. Do I think the show will be a full sellout in terms of 10,000 people? I do not know. So, yeah, think about it for a week, okay? All right. And think about it and come get back to me next week when we pod. I want to talk about it because I'm interested in that. Yeah. Because I think one thing that's great about this whole, the whole concept, it's a, it's a great idea because, like you said before, they're paying everybody out of their own pocket. This yeah. is Cody and the Bucks. I mean, they're yeah. like – this is an opportunity for not only Cody to showcase himself again as a wrestler and as a performer, but as a promoter. This is a you know truly, what I mean. This is this is the truest ode to Dusty Rose he could ever give. Yeah, and I'm so I'm really like I'm interested in it as well, and I'm sure I don't know if they're if they have plans to put it on for people to watch it. I'm sure they will. I don't I don't know all those plans yet. If that's been so far, they said out. there's that they're they're talking to people, but they're. There is no concrete plan to, to not only there is no concrete plan to to show it live, and they are not refusing sponsors. They want to do they want a complete autonomy on this situation. So yeah, we'll see. So I, I hope they can. I hope they can, and I think they will find someone that'll allow them to show it live. Fight TV would. I really yeah, do. They somebody will do it. This question is, do they so. want it to be shown? Or or does it do they want it to be? Because the and here's the thing, and Cody said this, and I commend him for this. The whole purpose of this isn't to make money. They right. care less about that. That's not the point. They want to make money, but that's not the point. This isn't to be successful. The point of this is to change the business. Because right. before this point, everything in wrestling had to be done by a promoter who right. had a company. These guys have no company, and they're not promoters. They're just wrestlers who want to give the best show. And to, I don't think New Japan will sell out the Cow Palace. Doesn't so, sound like they will. So so that what that would mean is, all in notwithstanding, no company in America in, re, in, in, the, in the golden era since the territories ended right. would have sold out an arena over 10,000 people other than WWE and WCW. So Ring of Honor wasn't able to do it. ECW wasn't able to do it. TNA wasn't able to do it. All these other companies, New Japan wasn't able to do it. But if three guys could do it on their own, that is huge. Yeah. 10,000 seats. That's, that's huge. That's, that's a genuine arena. It's a big deal. I don't even, I don't even know if they have to necessarily sell it completely out, but it would definitely be if they pulled it off. I'm rooting for them to pull it off, by the way. I want to, I want to see him do it. They have to get to ten thousand in my in my mind. Okay, that's they, fair. They have to get to ten thousand because that's that's the number that changes your status. Right. You know that's the number. So they have to get to ten thousand. Um, Ring of Honor showed that you could do more than five than five thousand. But Ring of Honor also did that on the biggest wrestling week of the of the year, where everybody there, Cody yeah. and Bucks are asking people to fly to Chicago specifically for this event. Right. There's no other wrestling shows that weekend. They got a fan starcast, which is the, the day before, which is like a fan expo and it's going to have podcasts and stuff. That's the day before. But this is like like WrestleMania weekend where you have access Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame Friday, NXT Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday, uh, Raw Monday, uh, SmackDown Tuesday. Then all these other shows got Bloodsport on Tuesday, on Thursday and this on everybody there. For the weekend, this ain't that. 
people are no, sick yeah, of no. having to travel to Chicago for nothing else mm-hmm. but this show. And that a show is a in the middle and the beginning of September. Yes. You know, when a lot of people, a lot of there's a lot of young wrestling fans out there. A lot of those young wrestling fans may be in college, mm-hmm. maybe in high school, mm-hmm. so they may not be able. You know what I mean? So there's an even greater challenge there to convince. Maybe you convince your family, or you know whatever, to say, hey, you down to take a break? You know, and do this. Like I know we got obligations, but so it's not. I agree. Yeah, you might be right. I think maybe they do need to hit the ten thousand. I'm I'm rooting for them though. I'd like to see them do it. Um, I'm I'm rooting for them. I'm a WWE guy, so of course I want WWE to be the best and be king. But it's okay. I'm I want there to be a healthy. I want wrestling to be healthy. You know. Yeah. And it's the healthiest it's ever been, and this I feel like will only make it healthier. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So and I like Cody Rhodes, by the way, too. That's that's the other thing. I've always kind of been a big Cody fan. So yeah, well, Cody's. I mean, I'm gonna go with Cody. My own. Yeah. We don't need to talk about make sure that I had Cody in the past. We're good. We're past that. Oh, so you're you're like Randy Orton now. We're cool. And then I hit him with RKO out of nowhere. You're <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, plug your stuff, man. Uh, at Outsider Curvin, K-E-R-V-I-N. Yes. Is that right? I think that's right. <laughs> he don't yeah. know his own so, Twitter handle. Wow. I really, I'm telling you, man. I just don't. But yeah. Uh, that's where you'll find me tweeting and I don't really have much else to plug for myself, man. I'm not doing much. I know you and I have been talking about some things, but I don't want to plug them until we get there. So, so yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, so first, there are things in the works. I'll just say that. Indeed. Um, yeah, new stuff, new, new big stuff that is being worked on that I think you guys will enjoy. You will know more as I feel like I, I feel like we're gonna do the all in thing and just like tease y'all for like forever. I'm down. Um, but you can find me at it's Ray Cash R E Y as in Mysterio C as C A S H as in dollars. Uh, you can find the pod at uh Outsiders Edge S S. However, if you li- if the guy who owns the Outsiders Edge handle, if you listen to this, holler at me please, cause you ain't tweeting nothing. <laughs> you don't. You follow one person. Nobody follows you, and you never tweeted. Give me the handle, please. Um. Uh. I also. Oh, by the way, Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hey, follow us at Social Suplex. The network has been doing tremendous numbers. Uh, One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio. Ricky and Clive at Ricky and Clive. Who I happen to. Uh, I happen to guest uh, guest on their show yesterday. So check that out. Um, and, uh, the wrestling watch with Caleb, uh, at wrestling watch SS and keep it a strong style. The new Japan show, KI strong, actually KI strong style. They got a new, uh, interview up. Check that out. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a indie guy who has big things ahead of him. So check that out. They just dropped that this week. I also do a morning show every, every week, every day with, uh, the big homie Jordan Fox, AKA at Fox, the podcaster. We are. Uh, sponsored by Imperial Wrestling Revolution, the show out, the show, the company out of Ardmore, Ardmore, Oklahoma. So we are legit. Um, Ardmore. Yeah. I don't know where that is, but okay. Uh, you can follow the podcast at World Class Pod. Um, and Jordan and I just started, started, uh, our podcast is now a part of the Chair Shot Network, Chair Shot Radio Network. And Jordan and I will be writing weekly columns for the chair shot 
So I'm everywhere, dog. Yeah, you're doing I'm, the same. I'm the Kevin I'm Hart. Shit. I'm the Kevin Hart of wrestling. <laughs> like, well, not real wrestling, but you know what I mean. Like, like internet, yeah. internet people. Of yeah, of the nerdy stuff. Yeah. Um, dog, is that it? Uh, I think so. Hopefully, something good will happen at Backlash, and we can. I'll shit you, on each other some more. Naya and Alexa are gonna have the sixty minute Broadway, bro. Hey man, I. <laughs> Uh, I'm just joking Uh, no thank you guys for Uh, listening we love you guys we appreciate you guys if you hate us or if you love us thank you for listening either way uh, we both of us are very very open and welcoming to any type of feedback or response anything we'll talk to anybody so by all means hit us up yeah Um, I agree yeah man that's what this that's what this thing is about uh but yeah, man, you got anything else you want to say before we got here? Nope. This is the probably the last show because we had our big argument. So sorry. And next Never week, again. and next week we'll be back with just a different name. <laughs> yeah, the new name next week. <laughs> got to change it. Outsider's Edge has already got it's, uh, it's tarnished forever already. We got to change it. So. I feel like so are basically we're the TNA of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Impact, Owl, Global Force, whatever. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Have you seen but the, no, seriously, that's it. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. God bless. Have you seen it real quick before we go? Have you seen the titles? Yeah. Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the new one with the owls. Got the little owl on the. They're the worst. Yeah, yeah. Well, people would say we're the worst. So. Uh, that's true. That's fair. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, take it easy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.